We don't have anyone to press right now. It's so it's so much it's so much more business casual when it's just us. Yeah, you don't have to try to be charming, I guess. Whenever yeah, people here. we can just we can just kind of rest in the, our normal hatred of each other. I, don't think, <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Gaming Together Cooperative Podcast. I'm your host Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner Nave. Each pod we play through cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener. If this game is the creme de la creme of co-op, there's something better off playing solo. Hey, Nave. Howdy, howdy, howdy. You know, I actually remembered. Well, I it's written down. I, I read that, dear listener, just every time off of the Google Doc. But sadly, I forgot to introduce Nave last time we recorded. Oh, is that for real? Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. Start together. talking. Yeah, no, well, you're like, oh, and I'm here as well. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's here. Oh, yeah, but, our Listening Together episode's out. Yeah, or, well, no, it's not. I'm only halfway through editing it, which we're definitely jumping ahead. But our Listening Together episode is a Patreon exclusive until the 15th. It's unreleased at the current point, so no one can listen to it but me. And it's about Hades. Hell, yeah. And the album art? Every single time we every single time we do the uh, episode, I make an album art that has characters or symbolism from the game, and I put it on a uh, iconic album art. Like when we did The Last of Us, I put the Firefly symbol over on uh, Pink Floyd's uh, Dark Side of the Moon album, and that's probably the one I'm most proud of, even though it's the simplest one. But this newest one, pretty fucking cool, even though it looks bad whenever you start to scrutinize it. Yeah, and since we're moving things to the very top, a uh, quick thank to our patrons, Insane Cracker, Nega Knight. Apple, Michael Superbacker, and Pinecone, which Nick was on that episode of Hades. Yeah, he was. So, thanks, boys. Can do without you. Go and support us on Patreon. But back to our regular flow as we go. We are a weekly gaming podcast about cooperative games. And this week, we're going to be talking about We Were Here Forever. But before we do that, Maeve, what have you been playing this week? Uh, So, I'm stuck on Persona 5. I was really, I really thought... Stuck? You're still playing it? I really, really thought that I would be done by the time we started recording today, but I'm not even out of January yet. I think the game ends in like the first or second week of February, right? But it's like so story dense that it, it is. Yeah, it's I bet. I'm, the story's not really the problem either. The story's what I want to experience. It's the dungeon crawling that's fucking happening. I am actively avoiding every single fight that I can. You running away every time people sneak up on me. I'm doing whatever I can to not fight anymore. No, I am way over level. I have Lucifer in my party. I have Satan in my party, who's different from Lucifer apparently. I I it's yeah. it, I have some I have an insane cast of uh, cast of personas at my disposal, and three of them are level ninety nine. That's max level. So it's like. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just every single fucking every single part of every single dungeon just goes on and on and on, dude. I mean, that's how it felt like at the end of uh, Dragon Quest 11, because I reached max level very fast in that game as well with the auto battle. But this one does not have auto battle, right? No, it has a it does. Whenever you go to Mementos, which is like kind of the grinding sections of the game um you are inside of your the, there's a there's a character in your party that's a cat and named morgana and he turns into a car and you drive kind of like you know my neighbor totoro or whatever he drives yeah, around and uh and you can unlock an ability where if you dash as a car into enemies that are 
like the weakest part, weakest level, which is green, then you will instantly kill them and get experience and money and stuff. Well, and that's like same actually mechanic in Kakarot. There's... Oh yeah, they do have they do have that. Yeah. Which Kakarot is Ka- isn't Kakarot getting like a, a Series X? Is or it? am I tripping? I don't know. I might be tripping balls. Oh. Like, or maybe it's getting a DLC or something. I don't know. There, I, I heard something in the news. Cause I, I, remember, I specifically was like, last week, Philip talked about, no one's going to talk about Kakarot. No one's ever, yeah, from, it's not coming back. And then people were talking about Kakarot like <laughs> two days before our episode dropped. I'm like listening to the podcast. Well, it's like, I waited a year to buy that game whenever it came out. And I'm like, oh yeah, Kakarot. And then the DLC came out pretty soon after it. And then I'm like, ah, uh, that game is done. <laughs> I get, no one's ever going to make new DLC. No one's ever going to talk about this game again. I I bought the game when it first came out for full price, and then I got to, like, dude, I, I don't know. I barely got through the Saiyan Saga, and I got to, like, the next part, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is nice. I'll do this later. And then I just <laughs> never picked it up again. I didn't even have my Series X at the time, I don't think. Go back now. It lo- like Because the loading screens were egregious on the base console. But that on might Series X, that. there's, like, nothing. Like, you're just, like, teleporting different areas so fast. Because the problem with the game is, like, there's no hub it's just different zones and there's the zones are not connected so you literally have to do a loading screen teleport to go to each zone which is very un dragon ball z to me i don't know about you but it 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 doesn't feel good which speaking of no loading philip i bought dead space do you not load in that game well that was a game you remember back in the original dead space they masked the loading screens with doors through the yeah Doors do the little Microsoft the spinny thing wheel with the the Mass Effect elevators. Yeah, and so like uh, this game does that as well, obviously. But um, so the new Dead Space is really fucking cool, Philip. I don't know if you've watched. I've been streaming a little bit of it. I don't know if you've watched it. It has Nothing. gotten me a couple of times. Oh, with the scares? Yeah, I'm not like scared, but I'm I'm more because I'm I think I'm playing on hard. I don't remember, but I like there's a there are some instant kill traps in the game. Uh, like there's this one time you turn on an engine and the centrifuge starts spinning around, and then you go. I was walking out. I took a step out and I was looking to the right, and I was like, I don't see any enemies. And I turned around just as the centrifuge, like a fucking Looney Tune, just hit me just right in the squirt. mouth. Do you yeah. still turn to meat when you get hit oh, by yeah, yeah. It, objects? It's disgusting, but it's amazing. Um. What's really cool is, uh, so I bought the extra special Give Me Money edition of this game yeah. um, for, you know, $10 extra. And it comes, it, all it did was come with a bunch of cosmetics, right? You just a bunch of different suits for Isaac okay, to wear. Yeah. So every time I get to a new area with a new shop, I'm like, okay, time to train, change outfits. Tee hee hee, I'm going to look different. And so I switched to this one outfit that makes me, it, I'm, uh, I'm a gored up version of Isaac. Like my stomach, my whole abdomen is missing. I'm just a skeleton in the abdomen area. And okay. like my hand is exposed and stuff. And I got to a cutscene. And by the way, Isaac talks in this game that there's a couple, this isn't a straight up remake. There are a, a couple of differences in this game. Um, none, nothing dramatic, but a lot of little quality of life things. And then also some mechanical changes. And then, on top of that, Isaac Clark ch- talks. He takes his helmet off and talks to people. And whenever you're wearing the costume uh, that turns you into meat, essentially, uh, when he takes his helmet off, his whole head comes off with it. So you're just a headless man standing there talking. <laughs> That's really what I see in games. They it's so cute. That. I love yeah, it, dude. They're, it brought me straight back to the PS2 days. You know what I mean? Or like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater when you play as the Neversoft eyeball. I was thinking more about like Dead Rising, just all the stupid costumes you can be in and cutscenes, and no one notices yeah. that you're dressed as like Mega Man in a wrestling singlet or whatever, you know? 
the and I really enjoy and yeah because the the characters just talk to you as if it's totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. what this isn't the strangest thing you've seen all day. <laughs> this headless man talking to me, but Dead Space is fucking awesome, man. And um, they so they they changed uh some mechanics of some rooms. So instead of every room being like kind of just a battle arena, some rooms will have like uh breaker switches and so like there's only enough power for three systems to run and like it's like you can get rid of the life support or the lights or you can open different doors connect elevators so that they all turn on it's not any it's not complicated at all but um it's, it's no like we were here usually you're yeah for sure <laughs> or fucking the end of persona god dude some of these puzzles at the end of this game but um so you it's literally just like you got to choose between can i get can i fight through this room get to that get to that locked door on the other side take whatever's in there and then escape by the time i run out of air to die and die or do i have to do this in the dark and this is pitch black you can't see shit in front of you dark like i gotta i gotta you're good dude it, I I mean, maybe I will do that, but I um, because I always turn the game up no matter what in games because I hate not being able to see. But um, I was streaming and I was playing, and this is the first time I ran into a situation where I turned the lights off, and I was just about to leave the room, and I was like, I was like, man, I can't even see what's right in front of me, and I aimed my flashlight right at my feet, right where an enemy happened to no. be at, and I got attacked right away, and I legitimately got startled. I was like, oh man. And it's always something like that too. It's like in mid when I'm mid sentence, you know what I mean. That's when it for the scream comes out. Dead Space One is so infamous for having so many of the uh, the enemies will literally not come out until you are facing a certain direction. Which does that return in this one? Like the classic video game kind of uh, horror elements. Oh, absolutely. The dudes that are on the ground uh, dead. There's one part. I can't remember if it's in the original Dead Space, but the game takes advantage of you being scared of bodies lying around and walking up and stomping them to death. By the way, the, the Isaac Clark stomp scream is back. The ah, 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 every time you stomp, I love it. And the, the huge thunk and the screen shakes. It feels like so much. It feels so impactful. Uh, unlike for spoken zing um so in this game uh there is like a hallway and right on next to a window and there's a dead body laying there and i'm like i'm gonna go stomp that dead body and i walked up there <laughs> and then a monster goes boo, 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 just punches through the wall and starts reaching around you know because i'm just like yeah. i'm just stone-faced nothing happens but i'm like the game got me <laughs> if got i had, me. got me good <laughs> if i had gotten a little closer to that body i would have got punched right in the head nice i i definitely want to play it but it's it's so far out of my little i don't know zen diagram of games i expect to play at some point yeah I just know, it's way out into the abyss and i'm like i will get that game in a, two years from now and i well, will definitely as, be like yo this game is fucking sick and you'll be like yeah i know as, uh, i told you about it as long as um EA, the relationship between microsoft and ea doesn't change uh, drastically i'm pretty sure it's going to be put on uh game pass pretty like in like maybe a year maximum because that's how most ea games are right because ea plays part yeah, of the game new Pass. assassin's creed's on there and i was kind of surprised about that that's ubisoft i'll double down yes. the assassin's creed is made <laughs> by ea well speaking of game bass um hi-fi rush that dropped last week i talked about it a little bit because i'd played one chapter i'm about you know i'm about 80 percent of the way through the game now and let me tell you early game of the year contender dude if we're not, really? if we're not, I mean, if we're barring this Sunset Overdrive knockoff is making it into the list already. If we are barring uh, remakes, which I mean, I don't know why I would, because this Dead Space game is really good. But 
Hi-Fi Rush is just as good, and it's so adorable and funny and cute, and like the comedic timing is uh, impeccable. And this game coming out right next to Forspoken, you might have heard me, you know, take a shot at it earlier. This Forspoken is going to be this year's left uh, or Last of Us, I think, probably for me. Um, no, I'm just joking. But like, so the last uh, the Forspoken game, I've been watching a lot of uh, streamers play that game. And yeah, you hate this game, right? I don't hate it, but it does annoy me be- mostly because you hate the- it. The dialogue and the writing in this game are so hateful. You know the new Velma, like the Scooby-Doo reboot Velma that came out? Yeah, everyone hates it, supposedly. Everyone's dunking on it because it's so it's so, it's so so jaded and, and spiteful and resentful. And you know what I mean? It's mean. And Forspoken's not nearly Velma levels, but Forspoken really does have, like, mean writing. Like, the main character is the most unlikable fucking asshole that I've ever seen in a video game. She's just rude to everyone all the time, and there's no punchline. She's just telling people just to shut the fuck up and shit like that right to their faces, and they're just like, oh, okay. She's, like, literally just a, a bad person. And I'm sure it's to set up some kind of character arc I, that I don't even think happens in the game, if I'm hearing correctly. Like, maybe in a sequel it's supposed to happen. She's supposed to be a good guy after. But Hi-Fi Rush has been such a breath of fresh air because it's none of that. This game is like a Saturday morning cartoon as interpreted by Japanese game developers uh, who are into rhythm games. And it's so <laughs> it's so fun. And at first, whenever you play through the first chapter, you don't have your full arsenal of abilities. You, don't have, you, you eventually get to swap in and out characters, kind of Dragon Ball Z uh, fighters style. Dragon Ball fighters style, I mean. Yeah. You. Uh, where you have two partner characters that can jump in and help. Um, you you have three uh, party members that jump in and use an attack, or you have different combos that you can do with them and stuff like that. And you get a grappling hook, and you get like you get so much at your disposal that the battles become so frantic and kinetic. And there's so much diverse. There's such a diverse cast of enemies with different fighting styles that you have to maneuver around. Like there's not just one gun guy. There's like three gun guys. And then there's a guy who shoots fire across the thing. And then there's people who like, there's a whole, there's all kinds of things happening. And the, 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 the combat isn't like the most intricate or detailed. It's not devil may cry, but it's, really trying you know what i mean it's trying to be devil may cry and i'm 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 just enjoying it so much uh like if you get if if i can figure out how to get my twitch to fucking save my vods because i don't know why it's not doing that anymore but um (laughs) if you can get back and watch me play this game on twitch i am legitimately x at like exclaiming at the end of combats because i'm like like i'm in the middle of i'm like doing a 67 hit combo and then it goes s it's like s score s timing s uh rhythm s rank and i'm just like yeah you know what i mean it feels so good to do good in this game um and all of the characters are so like the story is not you know it's no uh uh, death stranding you know what i mean but it's uh it's a really cute like saturday morning cartoon that and it's like everyone's becoming friends and everyone's like learning how to like uh work together and stuff like that and if you're into if you're open to experiences like that i highly recommend hi-fi rush even though i'm like the seven quadrillionth person to recommend this game because everybody loves this game right now it's on game pass absolutely and it's only 30 bucks by the way 30 bucks for a new release yep I went and I bought the $10 cosmetics for this game, too. Oh, you. Yeah, it gave me a little t-shirt and stuff. By the way, I think this game, if you replay it, I think it has a new game plus, and, like, you get costumes and stuff like that, because I saw someone replaying this game in a hammerhead shark outfit. 
That's good. <laughs> Which, speaking about the cute outfits, like, yeah, the, I it's, this game is just so charming. I'm so excited to hear you play it. Yeah, it's definitely, it's higher on my list than a, a couple other titles at this point. But the games I'm still playing is Shipbreaker. Whenever you're talking about turning to meat as Isaac Clark, because Shipbreaker, I just feel like Isaac Clark the whole time. And the whole yeah. time I'm just like lasering <laughs> and cutting through ships. But there was one point where Jan was watching me play and she's like, oh, how are you doing? I'm like, awesome. I just got my debt down under a billion dollars. But my corporate manager just came in and he confiscated basically like because in the game. You're like stealing parts to build your own ship and he confiscated <laughs> my ship. So I was really angry about it, but I'm also just kind of cutting. And so I'm like, oh, hold on. I got to cut this door. And I was on the inside of the ship and I thought I was in a depressurized zone because it's always pressure. That's one that always gets me. You know, like. I cut open the door and I'm like, oh crap, I'm starting to vent. So I grab onto the wall just as I look back and see a huge chunk of metal hit me right in the face. And I just <laughs> ragdoll out of the open airlock and my suits just cracked. And it's just like venting oxygen. Like your whole mask just cracked open. And my guy's like grabbing his face, choking to death. And Jane is watching and I'm like, she's like, oh, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm about to die. As I'm like, <laughs> like I, you can see your hab, which is like your habitation, whatever unit or whatever. And so I'm like trying to drift over to it as my guy is choking to death. And I make it like right to the door and it just like asphyxiate and die out in space. And I'm like, oh, classic. And then it just says <laughs> your, your clone with all your memories then gets released. And it's like, better luck next time, you know, shipbreaker. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And I just float past my dead body and go out there. You don't actually you get, get to see your dead body. It's very sad. Do you get fined whenever you get cloned? You do. You get fined like <laughs> half a million dollars every time you have to pull a clone up. There was this one game. I can't remember what it was, but it came, It dropped on Game Pass. It was like Garbage, Garbage Planet or something. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what you're referring to. Oh, Journey to the Savage Planet. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, I haven't yeah, played so, it. It's on the list. That game is funny because when you die, you come back and you have like a little gravestone that's there. It's like, yeah. like uh, explains how you died. It's like RuneScape. Oh, well, you always get a corporate document explaining how you died and you have to put your fingerprint on it, like basically notifying like, yes, this is how it happened. Sign the contract. I died <laughs> from, uh, I don't remember what it said, but it was, it always kind of combines what happened generally. So it was like explosive decompression plus uh, blunt force trauma or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, that'll do it. Like it's a fucking combo in yeah. Tony Hawk. <laughs> so I'm playing Shipbreaker. I'm under a billion dollars at this point. I am on. I think I'm approaching the final act of the game. I think I'm going to finish it soon. Your famous last words. I thought I was going to finish Persona a month and a half ago. Uh, the other game that I've been consistently playing is uh, I don't even know if this is the actual title. I call it DJ Max Max Respect. What's the actual name of this game? I don't know. That sounds right. I'm sure there's a number on there, right? five v oh it might be v max respect or something like that or no that's pokemon i don't know but it's a rhythm japanese rhythm game full of uh i think it used to be portable on like psp so it has a yeah. lot of like these really short either chip tune or hip-hop beats on it and you just kind of play it i had to break out the keyboard because i've reached the point where i cannot play songs hard enough on the controller that i had to yeah, break yeah. out the keyboard for it like, you literally get actual carpal tunnel syndrome just like trying to hit these buttons as fast as the game wants you to on the controller. I, I was playing it. I played a lot today. I played like two to three hours of this game today. And it got to the point where my hands, I, I tried to describe it to Jan. I'm like, hey, you know when your hands get full of blood 
And she's like, are your hands swollen? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's like when you work out and like all the blood goes to one muscle or something like that, you know? And she's like, no, I don't, I don't know what you're referring to. I'm like, yeah. You know, like I, I feel like all my blood's in my hands from playing the keyboard vigorously. And he's talking about a, 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 a ASDF keyboard, not an actual piano keyboard. Not an keyboard. actual keyboard. <clears throat> but you know what I'm talking about? Like when you play like guitar a bunch or rock band or anything like that? Yeah. You get the blood, you get bloody hands. <laughs> Yeah, my my like what is it? This this is the tricep area, like underneath your bicep. <laughs> Whenever I play drums, I feel it right there in my shoulders. Like between, I can feel the tendons connecting my shoulder blades to my spine. Really, like, that's what I feel. I don't know. I just think about like Dragon Ball Z. Whenever they flex and they just get slightly bigger, like delts and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> ah! like it happens just mid song whatever like oh man i have to actually try and you're like clack 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 yeah um the game so that that's the interesting thing too because philip is playing all that on all that on the xbox and so that game does have keyboard compatibility that's how i was playing it whenever we first the game first dropped on game yeah when the game first dropped on game pass we were playing it a little bit and so yeah, you have to use the keyboard. And the game this it's like if you're good at rhythm games, it to the if you're to the point where you don't need the keyboard, the game is way too easy. <laughs> and so it's boring. I don't know. I mean, some of the songs get so hard later on. And oh, yeah. like I've I've considered this as part of my backlog, but there's no end to the game. So basically I kind of said like three possibilities for me to call this game is like checked off the backlog either i reach max player level which is level 100 i'm level like 62 right now i complete the mission mode which is brutal those missions are so hard or yeah they are dude uh i'll count it as complete if i can make a gold rank which i'm like iron two right now in the competitive scene or uh there's another one that's like just play all songs the problem is the only way to unlock the songs is either unlock them through player level or through missions or some of them are just triggered randomly whenever you just beat one song in particular at a certain percentage. And I cannot find a consistent list online saying how to unlock these songs. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know if it'd be on an Xbox side, but I'm pretty sure this, this game has existed on like other platforms for a yes. while. It's been around on PC for a long time. And so that's the thing. So I remember there was a article that came out not too long ago, like at the beginning of this month where it's like DJ Max just released $400 worth of DLC for 2,100 gamer score. I'm looking at the article right now, and everyone was really pissed off about it. I'm, like, I'm looking at it on True Achievements, so it's specifically – this is a site okay. aimed at Achievement yeah. Hunters. <laughs> the Achievement Hunters are pissed off. Yeah, so, but that's the thing is that it added gamer score, so it seemed like a giant cash grab. You, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. we came to the realization that this is all just the DLC that's already existed on other platforms. Oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's literally just catching up. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. That wasn't the intent it was that's to funny. overwhelm us. And so it's not, you're not supposed to buy them all right now. You're just supposed to buy them. If, as you've, over as time. you've been playing. Kind it. of like rock band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like, uh, this game is on game pass. Like I don't own this game. Yeah. So is it really a cash grab when it's just like extra content when it's already available on Game Pass? I think it's the four hundred dollar Oh the thing. price tag of like yeah, if you wanted like, I don't know, man. Don't know. Because some of the achievements are like uh for well yeah, I guess they are DLC specific, but I think most of the DLC packs are based on other titles of games and stuff like that. Yeah, or maybe yeah. Here's one for Girls Frontline. That's for sure. I get those ads all the time where they're shooting the sniper rifle and the anime butt jiggles in the front of the camera. I remember those. 
Alright, so that's what I've been playing. Straight to my backlog. Nave, I finished Crisis Core. You did? How long is it? Dude, it was so much longer than I thought it was. It was, was it Tommy we were talking about that game with? Or who was... No, X-Drive? I can't... I can't remember. But, man, that game was so much longer. Like, I think we were sold like an eight-hour campaign, right? That game took me, I think, 16 hours to beat. Maybe it's because I'm just... not terrible? It's not bad. It's really not that bad. And I was also t- taking my time with it, doing a lot of side quests, just kind of exploring the world. Because I'm like, oh, this is just like seven. You know, like, here's the slums. I love hanging out in the slums. You Good know, Midgar. Yeah. But man, I got into it at the end. Like, the story was had me lost all the way up through the first part. Like, oh, what am I doing? Hanging out with Aerith? Like, does this matter? You know, oh, Tifa's here and she's a cowgirl. What, what's what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> like, I'm not sure what's going on. But then I'm like, how does this connect to seven? And it's like you were talking about so much of the plot is just buttloaded in Persona. In Crisis Core, it felt like most of the stuff you were doing in the first 90% of Crisis Core, the first like eight chapters or whatever, was basically you just uncovering the mystery and then all of a sudden the end it's like plot 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 like it almost feels like they were like you could have yeah. either shortened the game or this it would have it could have been a movie that's almost what <laughs> i feel like you could have made this whole game a movie and i would have watched it and be like oh okay i gotcha because i don't know i'm dumb i watched the final fantasy 15 movie king's glaive or whatever it's called after i, didn't I played even know the that game. existed oh that's the problem this- is it the recap? It's the it's a prequel. Oh, <laughs> it, it is the Crisis Core for Final Fantasy 15. Well, that's a, so some of these games like I, I was about to say, man, I would love to just watch Persona as a show rather than play the I, fucking I think there's an anime. Color. There is an anime. There's a lot of games that are like that. Rampa as well has anime instead of the, show, oh, the video grandpa. game. If you want to if you want to watch the anime, I'm not sure if it's I, I'm, I've heard that the first season it is it covers the first game i'm heard i've heard that that's not good but i don't know about the third one i don't even know if the second one has one i know it's so weird because your main character is so <clears throat> milk toast vanilla in the dang and rampus yeah yeah it's because you're not talking to him or looking at him at all so it's like you're always looking at all the other characters they have to be the ones that are cool even though you're constantly hearing his thoughts in his head and i feel like that's the most obnoxious point of the because i'm playing dang and rampa 2 right now just yeah slowly over time like i'm just on the part where we uncover the hospital if you remember that bit yeah yeah and the titty typhoon <laughs> which is the the titty typhoon is a music venue music yeah, it's because music it's not it's not bad <laughs> which by the way there is a love hotel in the third one so oh, it's like god. oh okay well <laughs> god but the game is good but your character, he spends a lot of time recapping things in his head. And I'm like, yes, I know. I just saw that. Oh, man. That so they much gotta... is recapped in your character's dialogue to himself, not even like in context. It's just, man, I'm so tired after a long day of watching all my friends get murdered and they all got this special disease sickness. And we're going to really need to find a way to cure this. Otherwise, we're going to lose all hope. And I'm just so tired. I think I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> and don't forget, I got to meet everyone at the chow hall for the morning meeting. I hope I don't run into Hibaki there. He's acting real weird. Yeah, it's like... um Dude, I don't know what it is about these Japanese like story-based games, but Persona is the same fucking way, dude. Like I got to this part where it's like we need to it's like okay, so we have to do a test to make sure that we aren't mentally sick inside of this place, right? And so it's hard to I I almost just fucking spoiled a bunch of shit <laughs> cuz this is the fucking royal content. This is the okay. very very end. 
but it's like you have to do a test and it's like okay there are two elevators you go and and it's a or b and that's how you choose your decision and so it's like you see a friend who's being uh, pulled by an angry-looking guy into a car. Uh, do you go confront him or do you go get help? If you confront him, then you might get hurt. If you go get help, then your friend might get hurt if you take too yeah. long. And it's like, what do you do? And then the game is like, okay, gang, we need to make a choice. But first, we need to – but first – uh, don't you think it would be good if we w- talk to every single person inside oh of this room just to <laughs> see what they choose? And it's like, yeah, good job, good work, gang. And so you go around talking to all of these people, and 20 minutes later, after seeing all their choices, you, I go, okay, I'm going to choose B. And I go to choose B, and it's like, no, we need to go into the room, and we need to discuss amongst ourselves what we think the right answer is. <laughs> oh, and I'm no. like, are you serious? Okay, so about 10 minutes later after that discussion, I go and I choose B, and it's like, that's correct. And I'm like, okay, I wanted to choose B, before anything of that, any of that other stuff. And so when I ride the elevator up, it's like, ding, 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 you're correct. You go into the next room, and it's like a three-choice question now. And I'm just like, oh, "Oh, no, surely they're not. And then they did make me talk to everyone again. Oh, my God, dude. I wanted to put put a fucking pencil in my eyeball. Which Crisis Core, a game that probably needs to be very deep into its narrative, is not that deep into its narrative (laughs) where they do not recap anything. And I am so confused on what's going on and what's happening because I'm not a, I'm not a final fantasy seven stand at this point in my life. I really enjoyed crisis core at the end, but the beginning I was lost in the sauce and God, I'm still not completely sure what happened because a lot of time we just spent reading like old Shakespeare poetry in final fantasy universe. And at the same time, Cloud was there, but Cloud sucked. And then we time traveled, but we didn't time travel. We were we were in tubes or something. I don't know. Yeah, that didn't sound like any. That actually did not sound like spoilers. So it was like I think okay, everyone yeah. listening is going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. It sounded Fantasy just Seven Crisis Core badly explained. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Sephiroth there is there, and he's a bro, but he's not a bro. But he's more of a bro than your actual bros that are there. Yeah, it really makes you think about your enemies and keeping them and close. And there's a Dragon Ball Z fight, like right, like two hours in between two characters that I that you don't see later on in Sephiroth. And I'm like, dude, these guys are sweet. And you're telling me my character's just like that? Nah, your character's not as badass as Sephiroth. And it is very clear later on. Dude, speaking of Dragon Ball Z boss fights, did you watch Puss in Boots yet? No, you keep talking about it. <laughs> I just watched um, The Menu. Have you what heard about that one? What the fuck is that? No, a, what is that? It's like a satirical horror movie about a group of people that go to a fancy restaurant on an island and then things get horror style. Is it, where the is chef, it like a... The chef's tuck, a stuck about? God damn it. <laughs> no, it like it's Tucker not a comedy. Versus evil? Oh, never mind then. I'd say it's closer to Cabin in the Woods than it is Dale and Tucker. What is Cabin in the Woods? It's a... I can imagine what it's about. Yeah, okay, so there's a Cabin in the Woods. Big spoiler Cabin in the Woods, because I'm about to spoil the crap out of this. So, Nave, is it good? Picture this. All horror movies actually happened. So... That's in that, that canon? In this that canon, in, that, in Cabin in the Woods, all horror movies actually happened because to appease the old gods that are sleeping on the inside of the earth, they need the blood of each of these archetype of people. And the archetype is like the virgin, the the party drunkard, the fool, the warrior. The like stereotypes. All the, yeah, all the stereotypes, the nerd or the scholar. 
And basically, these people need to die in a sacrificial manner at the hands of some kind of killer that is a mythos-based killer, and that is your Texas Chainsaw family. That is, like, your Jasons. That is your aliens. That is Your Tucker and Dale. I guess. But the whole premise is that there is a world-based organization that their whole job is to organize this event once a year or something like that. I think it's once a year. And so they basically ran, and it all has to be caused by them. So all these cursed objects and stuff like that are placed in it. So have you seen Evil Dead? Yes, I've seen that so, one. So in Wait, Evil not Dead, the new one, not the new one. Okay, the old one. The old yeah, one yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. I think they like find like a, a journal in the basement or something like that or a spell book, right? That like yeah. wakens the dead. It's, it's that premise. So it's, they go into the basement and they find like a thousand cursed objects down there. And so it basically whichever object they mess with first, because there's like an Annabelle doll, there's like a cursed spell book, there's like a monkey paw, like whichever object <laughs> they interact with basically is going to summon the killer to kill them. And they Sounds up, like House on Haunted Hill, the board game. Really? Yeah, it's just how that game plays out. I haven't played that game, but I think I've, I've watched it played and I really want to play it eventually. But the problem is is spoilers for this they discover that it's all fake or it's not fake because the monsters are real and they end up basically like going down under the cabin is a whole government facility and it looks like half-life like a whole government black mesa site and all the monsters get loose and just start like rampaging around it's it's a fantastic movie i recommend it yeah, not, that, a, not a horror movie. You will go in thinking it's a horror movie, and it'll quickly flip, and you're like, I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. And this is Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. Well, I mean, that sounds cool. Like, yeah, that, it's uh, really that, good. I like it a lot. Oh, well, then I stand corrected. I actually do want to see that, which uh, is funny. is odd, but I liked it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. I forgot. The, the, uh, I was, so... I didn't have any toilet paper. I had to take a shit and I was going to watch oh, no. this movie. I, I was, I'm not movie. I was going to watch a YouTube <laughs> video <laughs> of uh, Resident Evil 2 randomizers. And someone yeah. came out with a really good Resident Evil 2 randomizer where it res- randomizes all the characters from different games. If, if it's a newer game, it gives them a low poly model and then That's puts the, all their voice lines in there. And if they ever interact with another character that they interact with in the story, the game prioritizes their their dialogue so that sometimes cohesive cohesive anyways that's what i wanted to watch was resident evil 2 and so the whole way going to the cvs nearby to get some toilet paper which by the way toilet paper is like 20 bucks when did that shit happen no pun just, intended just switch to water that's what i do i've yeah, never the, used toilet the paper the last 30 years yep. you, use a, you have a debate a bidet no i mean you just get a bucket the bucket <laughs> you do the you do the post you do the post poop shower Oh, what was it? I forgot what you were watching, but there was something that like referred to like, hey, what did they use before toilet paper was invented? Well, they actually just had shit sticks. It's just a stick that you use to clean your butt. To scratch your butt, and scratch all fine, the poop off. Except that they were shared, you know? I, so you, yeah, not good. Anyway, so I was going to CVS to get toilet paper. And the whole time, you know, when I'm by myself, I'm always doing this. I'm like, going to CVS, going to get toilet paper so I can watch Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil. And I say Resident Evil like a hundred times, right? Right into my wiretap, my cell phone. And um, by the time I get back, you know, on the toilet watching the show, and then I sit down on the couch. I didn't finish. It's like a 40-minute long video. So I go to YouTube, and as soon as I go to that Resident Evil video that I was watching, I get a message on Xbox. I just got a message yeah. on Xbox. That was really weird. Creepy. But I get a message on Xbox from X- from Microsoft, and it's like, hey, we heard you're a Resident Evil fan. We're going to give you the first movie. Really? 
That's so weird. And I had the YouTube video pulled up with the dashboard over it while I was reading the fucking message. So I had the first mm. Resident Evil movie. Isn't that really, really weird? That is very weird. I don't know why we're talking about this Resident Evil. But uh, I love the first movies. Resident Evil movie. Yeah, it's really silly. I remember watching really it with JP, actually, too. I like the part where that guy gets turned into a whole bunch of D&D dice. You know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about? With the Red Queen and the lasers? Yeah. I remember as a kid, I watched that and I was like, oh my god, that guy really died. Like, there's no way that was fake. How could they have possibly faked that? How could they possibly live at, live it? How could they shoot it in the real world? Is the follow-up. Oh, we got lasers that can do that that fast? Which, I, by the way, I've been watching stuff. Like, I've, I legit, I've got a Crunchyroll subscription, Philip. And because I, I have had this anime stuck in my head called, uh, I think it's Bocce the Rock. Have you ever heard of this? No, what is it? It's a, a bunch of anime girls start a rock band. All right. Sounds a little tropey, but go on. It sounds cringe. But um, this character, this Bocce, this Bocce character, I need to send you what I really want. You know, those disc plates, those metal poster things you stick on your wall. Yeah. I know it sounds like I just jumped from like seven different platforms to get to where I'm at now. But so I want a display of all of the crazy faces that this, the bocce character says or or has on her. Like she has, she has extreme anxiety. She's like one of those, you know, shut in types and she freaks out all the time. And it's always the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. It's hard to describe without sounding like a dirty weeb because I think I might, I think I might be falling into this, this dirty weeb. Uh, trope but this show I fucking binged it the whole first season I watched the whole thing in like two days the show is fucking awesome actually and the music is great it's like almost it's like it's it's like girl rock but it's like proggy and shit and they're and the guitarist and the bassist are really talented so it's like okay this is like it's actually good music and a couple of the show uh, episodes are dedicated to like shows they put on and stuff so it's really fucking it's a really funny show so i realized that i i do like this kind of cute anime as long as it's funny which i guess i think makes that's sense whole type. yeah 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 like, like yeah. so i started watching another show called uh nichi my ordinary life and i sent you i i'm mispronouncing all of these fucking words but um it's my ordinary life and this show is about two high school girls. And I, so both of these shows on Twitter, I was exposed to with like someone just posting a random clip. And I'm being like, wow, that was really funny. The clip I saw of Bocce the Rock, I think, was uh, there's this time where she gets, she's sitting there depressed with her friends in public and these birds attack her because she looks so pathetic. They just want to bully her. (laughs) And then uh, they try to save her and the camera cuts away to her friends and they're like, Oh, she's dead. And they cuts back to her. And she is the exact pose of Yamcha with the crater and everything. She is just Yamcha. And so, um, the, in this, uh, in this, my ordinary life show, the, the thing I showed, which I think I sent to you was she goes down that she finds a dog and she reaches her hand out, like, you know, shake, oh, the you chomp. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so the dog goes and bites her hand and she goes, ah! <laughs> it starts screaming and she shoots a beam from her mouth into the air and it, and it busts the, cl- it like, it's like a nuclear bomb, like the clouds part and everything. Yeah. And then her friend is like trying to comfort her, you know, it's like, it's not so bad. It's a little dog. And the dog walks around and goes and bites her ankle. And she's like, ah, and she blows a fucking way a bunch of fucking buildings that she's facing. It's so funny. And I w- started watching this That's show. Stupid. 
and it's so funny dude um it's like there's this principal they're having a uh, uh, an assembly and the principal like makes a pun he's like it's gonna be it's it's winter time it's gonna be cold but i might be a little colder than you guys and he pats his bald head and then it cuts to the the kids who aren't laughing and just, they're just standing still and he's like <laughs> and it's so it's so funny dude then he does it like four times it's, every time it gets funnier i was like yeah, that dude. actually sounds like a good time yeah it's really fucking funny dude like there's this there's this kid who who rides to school on a goat and he gets called to by a teacher and he's like he's like we you, we, you need to stop riding this goat and he's like you name him alexander baxterson like you address him as by his name and he's like i think i'll just stick with the goat and then it just changes scenes and that's the whole scene and i'm just laughing because it's not even clever it's just stupid god all right, that was that was TV show corner. Well, no, while we're still in anime corner, Dave, <laughs> if I were to recommend a not funny show, the the second newest Gundam, Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. I've been watching the crap out of that. I think I'm like three episodes from finishing it. This is some depressing ass shit. <laughs> like it is so dramatically sad because Gundam is always child soldiers and war is hell. That's you can define that. <laughs> like at this point, I think I've seen. Uh, one movie series of like four movies at this point uh one whole series of wing and now i'm watching iron blood and orphans and the whole premise is war is hell but i really think you should watch it because i'm really enjoying it because it's most like it's the boys coming together to fight the good fight because they're all like yeah. teenage boys but then the problem is, is also like they are dying in battle <laughs> like I'm afraid if I start watching Gundam, I will just start getting addicted and buying a bunch of like figures and stuff. Well, this one it has Barbados in it. He's the main main Gundam in Iron Blooded Orphans, and he is the Goku of Gundams. He is just unstoppable. But the the big sad Checks part out. about it, yeah, is, is like the driver. Uh, whenever he uses it, he Kaiokens to increase his power level. But he is connected via brainstem Neo style. This is mild spoilers, but they make it very clear up front. This is what happens. And every time he goes Kaioken, if he does it too hard, it fries part of his like brain. And so he is at this point, I'm three episodes from the end. Uh, he cannot move his body besides like one arm at this point. Uh, it's just, he can barely talk. Holy shit. And he's a Unless, kid. He's a kid. He's like, I think he's supposed to be like 15 and he is just, the only time he can move around is if he's connected to Barbados. So he, basically he just lives in Barbados now. Or they say Barbados in the series, but it looks like Barbados when it's spelled out. <laughs> For the record, anybody that's trying to correct me, but I'm going to say Barbados most likely. But so he just lives in Barbados, even though he has become full vegetable mode. It's very sad. And the whole, like, God. And the whole reason they're fighting is basically to, just to get a better home for themselves because they didn't have a home before. And this is the only way they can basically earn a living is because they have the Neo connections. They're able to pilot the suits. And so like his big bro is basically like, I'm going to get you to a better place, man. As he lays there lifelessly on the ground, not able to move. <laughs> and he's like, I just got one more fight. And he's like, all I can do is fight now. And I'm like, Oh my God. It's like, it's like, it looks like it's a show for kids and that's really actually very it's serious. Very serious. Every, everything's, everything's so bad. And half the time you can't even tell who the villains are. You can't like, I don't know because the kids make terrible decisions. The adults make terrible decisions and everyone's suffering. Child soldiers, Jesus. war is hell. It's, it's rough. 
So if you get tired of having a good time, go watch condoms and uh, have a bad time, I guess. Do you remember the show Case Closed? Uh, was that the one about the child detective? Yeah, yeah, the guy that got turned into a kid, but he had his sta- the same brain still. Are you sure it wasn't like Conan the detective or something? Yeah, yeah, it's Conan. That's his name. That's It's okay. called Case Closed. That's oh, what I the show's that. called. And um, uh, I, I started watching that recently like just a couple of episodes just jumping around yeah show's fine that's all i mean that's all it's it's like the same time period as gundam so i was i was watching things that weren't just objectively funny conan's like funny occasionally but usually it's like i gotta figure out how he solved this murder and then in order to solve the mystery he has to talk to this woman about her her sexual abuse and then it's like there's like a whole bunch of crazy i don't know if it ever goes that serious but it's like so there's this one murder that happened in a haunted house and in the house the uh because every episode is like its own little mystery little mystery or there's like two or three episodes chained together or whatever and so there's this one episode where uh, there's a, a man who owned a mansion, a rich man, died in the house, and then the family moved away. And then we, they get trapped in the haunted house, and turns out that the the son is in a cage in the basement. And they find the mother, and they overhear the mother talking to the son. And it's like, you, it, you know, of course, it's a big exposition dump because they have to get this all out in one episode. But yeah. the, so the, the son killed the dad, and the mother trapped him in the basement so the pops couldn't find him. And then they faked moving or something. I don't know. But that's what the whole show is. And so it's like, it's not funny. It's only <laughs> funny sometimes. You mean the story, the show about a child detective isn't funny? The child murder. Well, detective. he's traveling with an actual detective, right, or an adult. Yeah, but he's yeah, bad. In that episode, he wasn't there. But uh, so yeah, there, there's an, there's a an adult detective who is the daughter, who is the son, the father of his old girlfriend. So uh, his a lot of steps deep now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his girlfriend's dad is also a detective. And so now he is an adoptive kid of essentially adopted by this person who is the father of his girlfriend okay. and he sucks at his job. And so the guy, he, the guy also has a, uh, who is the Dr. Wiley in Mega Man? He has a Dr. <laughs> Wiley who makes him gadgets. Okay. And one of his gadgets is a, a, uh, a, voice, uh, a voice modulator in his yeah, watch. And then he it's also has long. a, yeah, he's a trank dart in his watch and he tranks. He has to set up the detective and trank him so that he looks like he's, his leaning mouth is obscured and he's, yeah, he's leaning against the wall. And then the kid has to, Conan has to solve the mystery. <laughs> while the guy's like against the wall and then like people will touch him on the shoulder and Conan like ah don't do that <laughs> he's thinking <laughs> so stupid all right, so, it is, so it is a little funny alright to reel back out of anime corner back to uh, poop corner uh, Neva in the in the notes I linked the, the poop sticks I had to look it up to make sure I wasn't crazy but they are called uh, Tersoria and they're used by ancient Romans to clean themselves after defecating. They look like uh, bottle rockets. They look like, I would say torches, but the end, instead of being a flame, is like a sponge or cloth. For, for scooping up the poop, scooping the poop. Yeah, poop which the poop. in the picture we have, there's no size reference. So I like to imagine these as either massive or really tiny, like Q-tips, <laughs> or <laughs> they're like baseball bat size. <laughs> whatever these are maybe this is how we came up with the idea of q-tips q-tips are just this 
Tesaurus? Tesaurus? Is this like better? A, better than Is the boob stick better? No, like you just put toilet paper at the end of the stick, and then why? Like, is it less? Is it less or more barbaric to just get your hand up in there, <laughs> up in, up in the fucking danger zone, or use a stick to get rid of? I don't know, but uh, to move out of wherever corner <laughs> we're in. Yes, I finished Crisis Core. It was my nineteenth game this year, and then we were here forever. The game of the week was my twentieth. So, Nave, what did you buy this week? I just realized that if we finish a game every week this year, you—that's just half of your goal. Well, yeah, that's why I included that in the in the in the factors at the beginning. Seems like cheating, but would you say? Oh yeah, how many games are you gonna finish? You gonna finish Dead Space? You gonna finish? Oh, I'm absolutely else? finishing Dead Space. I'm finishing all of these games that I'm playing this week. Oh, I'm yeah, 140 yeah. hours into Persona, <laughs> Philip. I gotta finish it. Dead Space and Hi-Fi Rush. I'm probably gonna play both of these games again. Ooh. By the way. Because Dead Space has a has a uh, one death mode. Might play that for a couple of days to see if you I can get through the game in one death. death. Things though, are you sure yeah. you're gonna put yourself through it's that? It's super annoying, but it's not that hard. It, it's I'm just gonna have to keep in track. You know, I I think I might wait until a guide is made actually. Oh, and then you, go back. Yeah, oh, is the instant death? Does that include save points or is there save points? Is the other part because there was distinct save points in the old game. I think there's. Well, there can't be save points, can there? Well, the game is so long, so there has to be save points. Well, the the follow-up to that even is, like, there's Bioshock without the biopods. Yeah, yeah, which isn't that... Yeah, the Balls of Steel achievement for beating the game without using those. Which isn't that bad, because you just restarted a checkpoint. because you go back to checkpoint or save slots, right? Because you could save in one or two, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't... I don't know. I don't remember. I do want to go back and play Callisto Protocol as well because the new game plus mode is out. I want to, I want to just while this game is fresh in my mind because I kind of forgot what Callisto Protocol was like. I just remembered that I liked it. Yeah. All right. And with that, Nay, what's in the news? In the news? Uh, yeah, oh. So um, there is a YouTube video. Me and Philip, we both contributed to this. Uh, there is a YouTube channel and podcast named Game Positive run by our good friend Eric, friend of the show. And uh, he put a lot of time and effort into this thing called the Game Pass Awards. He made a really big, uh, awesome video with a lot of cool transitions and gameplay clips and stuff like that. He he got over 50 people, uh, including me and Philip, to be panelists and to put uh, to you know submit games. And then he got the top five of every category from wh- everything we chose. And then we all voted on what we wanted to win the Game Pass game of the year. So these are all games that released on Game Pass in 2022. And I fucking love this guy. I fucking love this video that he made. He got a whole bunch of people in there, including Chris from One Hour and One Decision. Um, I think he also got, um, oh shit, he got a lot. He got Ainz from Season Gaming, but he's part of Season Gaming. I'm trying to remember, uh, it doesn't matter. So there's a lot of people in there, and uh, including a lot of people who we've never had on the show. So maybe we can try and uh, get a get in contact with them. Yeah, see if we yeah. can get them on the show and talk about some of their favorite games. But that show is really cool. A uh, whole bunch of shout-outs at the end of the video, too. We're in there, me and Philip are. And, yeah, Game Pass Awards from Game Positive. Everyone go and check that out, and it is Link really cool. And, below. Yeah, a lot of those games are games that I submitted. Uh, we also I'm- got Aaron and Tommy Superpod Saga. I'm on a lot of their episodes recently. Uh, so the last episode I, I, of theirs I was on, as of, as of this recording... And then I think the next one I as well I will have been on. So it will be of 
Disappointing Games. That is the one that's out right now. And then the next one is uh, Indie Games, I think. Indie Games that are underrated or something like that. I'm not sure because I show up in the middle of the recording. Oh, because really? I'm in the because they record in in uh, Discord using you know Craigbot yeah. in a server in a server with only like eight people in it and I'm still in there and I saw them recording so I was like oh. hey what's up so I just joined just a goof on them because I figured it'd be edited out and they're like do you want to talk about indie games and I'm like yeah I do and so I fucking <laughs> this was after we recorded uh what did we record we recorded on what's it called it's probably Hades listening to Hades yeah. yeah. That was directly after recording Hades. I went straight into that. Nice. Go check it out. Nave, what's on the Twitter? <clears throat> oh, geez. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, the Twitter is coming right about... I tweet a lot, so it's quite a, quite a bit down. There it is. Okay. <clears throat> so I put a uh, poll out. Puzzle. Yeah, a poll. <laughs> that been, Good old. Like, solve this puzzle and call me <laughs> yeah. the uh dm me the answers nobody say don't give it away in the in the in the comments all right um uh, i asked people if they had ever done an escape room or if they liked puzzle games and then i gave them a poll which we got 13 volt 13 votes in about five hours pretty good pretty good pretty good we really need to start submitting these sooner yeah i always forget okay so and also this was a hard one to do because nobody knows what this game is so i had to like go abstract with it so the poll is where would you rather be stranded alone with your best friend Hot Island, Abandoned Metro, Blizzard Castle, Space Station. Which one of those do you think won? Uh, probably uh, the island. The island? Yeah. So we got a tie, actually, for first place. Hot Island, hot island is in last place. What? Come I on. do not want to be hot. <laughs> I do not want to be hot. You're less Blizzard... likely to die from exposure there. Assuming you can find water. Fucking skin cancer, dog. And dehydration. Oh, if you can find water, then you're fine on the island. Yeah, what are you going to do? Use your back hair to get sea turtles together yes. and make a raft? I don't think so. Blizzard Castle was third place. And then tied for first place, Abandoned Metro and Space Station. Congratulations. Look, all games that have Blizzard Castles in it, I can think of Skyrim, not a good situation. Uh, Amnesia, not a good situation. Uh, this we game? Here. Yeah, that's <laughs> not, a, not a good situation. You survived. We were here. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh so yeah uh abandoned metro and space station they both got i would go with space station well you played a lot of calista in dead space so i'm not gonna survive i don't plan on surviving any of these situations but i would like to be in space i would like to be like holy shit here i am i'm in space <laughs> you know i made I mean? it i'm no longer on earth we are not there yeah it's like that part in uh cyberpunk where oh i just fucking spoiled cyberpunk you go to space in cyberpunk <laughs> I guess yeah. I mean, you do go in space. In one, there are multiple Maybe, endings. There are multiple. I tell endings. you go to space. Maybe if you like hacked a satellite. No, I'm not telling you what the ending is. But you are in space. You oh, you yeah. look out and you're like, whoa. <laughs> I really hope but, you uh, ride a rocket like in Bayonetta or um. Oh, what's that other game? Oh, Saint Row when you ride the missile. No, it's not like that. It's very uh, serious and sad and somber. Actually, it's a really cool ending. It's a, it's like the very bad ending. So most people aren't going to get it. So luckily, it, that's not like a crazy spoiler. You're gonna probably have to go out of your way to get that ending. You're gonna be a dick bag to fucking get that renegade. ending. I'm not gonna say that because some people probably got that ending naturally. You don't have to be a dick bag, but you, you're gonna make some questionable decisions. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be scared around you. But um, all right. <clears throat> 
we also up? got two write-ins. A random gamer's corner ran by Alejandro. He says, I've never done an escape room, but I'd love to. There's one near my town, so one day it can happen. I love puzzle games, but not to where it can make my brain hurt, so action is the way to go for me. And then uh, Elder Trolls wrote in. Not sure which. I'm not sure which one runs the... The, the 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 Twitter account normally, but he says every time my wife drags me to an escape room, I almost make it a murder mystery escape room. <laughs> That's good. Philip, have you ever done an escape room before? I have not. <clears throat> they're really fun. You should take your family to go do one because they're they're wholesome experiences as well. Okay. You really find out like how differently people think. I mean, we already have done. We've had this experience that is essentially the same experience as what we have gone through with it. We were here forever, but. It is fun to do it in the meat space with physical blocks to put in the circle hole and stuff like that. Oh my god. Alright, let's take a break and then we can talk about our game of the week. The music plays. So much coffee, Philip. How do you drink your coffee? Because I don't know how coffee works. I just got used to drinking black coffee. Yeah, I usually do a light splash of some kind of creamer. Usually the liquid creamer. Like the lightest splash. And then a splash of just regular milk. Just enough to cool it down so I can chug it. You like cold coffee? Well, not like cold. Just like the lightest of splashes. I mean like a like a regular dinner spoon that you just like would pour in. Like if that. I don't know. I've been having I, – I, I've been drinking really hot coffee, but also because it's like 19 degrees outside and I keep my windows open. Oh, yeah. You know, Jana yeah. bamboozled me because uh, like I always complain about the coffee not being hot enough even though I'm the one physically cooling it down. But even fresh from the coffee machine, like it is – not hot enough to burn your tongue or anything. But she bamboozled me today right before the pod where I was making coffee and I made the coffee and she's, I was feeding the baby. She's like, oh, do you want me to bring you your coffee? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then she's, she has like a, um, I don't know what these things are called, the like aerator vibrator things. It's like a, a shaking stick. And so the whole <laughs> For chocolate is, milk? Yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. It's like an agitator for basically mixing things. And so apparently she like foamed the milk, heated it up in the microwave and everything like made this full on because she used to be a barista, but now she, yeah, I saw that too. Like, but so she's not a barista now. Now she sells insurance, but she still has the barista bones in her, I guess. And so she made me like this foam coffee, you know, all, all the fix and stuff. And I'm like, Oh nice. And she's like, I found it for me. And I'm like, sweet. And so I grab it while I'm feeding the baby. And I'm like, <laughs> big sit back. And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> because it was like actually hot hot coffee and i'm like oh my god i'm like did you heat up this coffee and she's like yeah because you were complaining about being cold earlier i heated it up in the microwave this time and meanwhile as my tongue is sizzling turning the beef jerky (laughs) on the surface the uh, dude my coffee machine will fuck you up like that my coffee machine doesn't fuck around it's so hot whenever and it makes the cup molten like it feels like really like to the point I was using I think this is bad so I don't think I don't recommend people do this after googling doing extensive googling and research I realized that this is a dumb decision About but I used to coffee? I no I <laughs> used to make coffee straight into pint glasses okay and I was like this my my cup is so hot that it feels like it's going to blow up and I was like can you can hot coffee make a glass explode and they were like yes and so I yeah. was like I was like drinking my hot coffee and then wondering if i was going to lacerate my jugular artery or something like that because <laughs> it just goes to explode when you go to sip and you're like no yeah so i've done i'm doing the thing now where it's like i just have a i'm just using one coffee mug for like i'm so late i just don't want to do my dishes i don't want to and so i've just been washing out the same cup 
because it's like you know in they didn't have dishwashers in the western days they just put coffee over the fucking open fire right yeah i know they cooked it over what do you think they drunk it out of then do you think they just they had a metal they had like a metal can a metal tin cup yeah they didn't have they didn't have steel wool and and fucking and uh dawn dish soap yeah dawn dish soap with the with the ducks the ducks yeah yeah so i'm just taking my chances yeah just ignore all the people that died from infections and disease during the uh the wild west days i never heard from them yeah and we're back we were here forever what is the thing on your camera on the right side that might be the left side my monitor or one of them your camera's in between the monitors yeah i thought it was like a wire anyway the thing is like my camera's on like a tripod that's in between my desk and Jana's desk too so if if i bump my desk at all or she bumps her desk it'll like wiggle it too and that usually puts it behind one of the monitors slightly so it looks like i'm slowly getting like faded out of view Yeah, that, is that why it's always like crooked slightly every yes. now and then? I can never get it perfectly straight, especially because your your shelves are like not parallel; they're like offset a little bit, so it's even yeah. harder to tell. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell how crooked I am. And we're back. We were here <laughs> forever. A game about going into the cold with a friend, developed by Total Mayhem Games, who was also the publisher, and they are known for the We Were Here series. Now this what? game actually. I know this game has a bit of a delayed release to it too, because it originally released back on PC. Like, let me see. I didn't actually write this one down way back in May 10th of 2022, but it just released on Xbox. I think like two days ago on January 30th. And we are reviewing the Xbox version of it because we originally got, by the way, this is also a, uh, I don't know, a press release version. We did not have to pay for this game up front. Uh, they get sent us actually two series of keys. They sent us PC keys and Xbox keys. How generous of them. They sent us I the know. PC keys when it released on Steam, doesn't it? Didn't it? Like way back? Yeah, they did. But that's back before you had a, when your PC was broken. Yeah, Very we could have saw that coming. Yeah. So store description. You both awakened imprisoned inside the sinister Castle Rock. Were you betrayed or simply not that clever? Find out the newest co-op puzzle adventure in the We Were Here series. Do you and your partner have what it takes to face the dark forces of this realm, or will you be trapped, dot, 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 forever? Steam Store. Currently, uh, I think it's on sale. Oh, it's only uh, $17.99 for the the full game, full price. So a a very reasonable price. In response to that store description... Uh, for for our in our situation it is because i'm not that clever and then philip was betrayed by me not being clever and being very i don't know know about that i was definitely (laughs) not clever many times okay so right up front history preconceptions we had a did a previous episode of the first game the series and we were like i was big flexing Uh, okay come on i was i was big cocky in the first one i'm like man these puzzles are dumb as hell i'm I'm big brain i'm gonna brute force all these nate doesn't even need to help me that much in this librarian position i'm just gonna run through this game we beat the whole game less than an hour whatever this this game sucks i'm the smartest man on the planet dude this game knocked me down <laughs> so hard like you know that that one scene where like uh there's a piccolo where he deflects the special beam cannon or something like that or maybe it's like ratted <laughs> where he just deflects it out of the way just like that's what it, it felt like i just got instantly deflected i was, I was not thinking that clever i was thinking it's like you're just vegeta and then you just go in cocky and then lose yeah. immediately like, this form is super vegeta 
God. He just gets his ass kicked the whole time. But yeah. Nave, uh, anything you, more you want to say about history of preconceptions? Go back and listen to our other episode where we talk about uh, Nave's guide and all that. Yeah. So, I, you know, just in case you haven't heard the original episode I, or the original We Were Here episode, I did make a YouTube video walkthrough to be, get all the achievements and stuff like that. So I'm pretty, I was very into, I knew, had intimate knowledge of the very first game, but I haven't played any of the other ones. And so we're jumping four games in. Like, this is the fourth title uh, in this franchise. And so it is really interesting to have that kind of uh, ability to see the growth that this company has had. And as we're going to get into the puzzles descriptions and, like, the mechanics and everything, we really did experience the growth of this company, for better or worse, because these puzzles got a little hard. It's so surprisingly hard. Like, oh, man. Like, I thought... It got to the point many times where I was like questioning my own intelligence and it's not, it never felt like I was too dumb. It's that I just didn't understand, which I guess makes sense because like there were many points where I was like, I was trying to talk to you about like, Hey, what do you think the design behind this puzzle was like, is the way the language is being used is the hard part, the communication, because like much like it takes to a lot of any of the puzzles or operation tangle comes to the communication between the two players. That's part of the puzzle yeah. you're solving is how to talk, what information you need to share. Whereas this part, we, we seem to have communication down really good. We didn't have a problem with that. I don't think, but what came to us is actually solving the literal Rubik's cube of the puzzle where it's the logical movements of these different pieces of the puzzle, the different little bits of data that we had to move and convert that's where we were falling short many times. And I'm like, Nave, we got two days before I want to record this episode. So I have time to edit it, get it out on time on Friday. We need to be this game. And every time I would complete a puzzle, I would turn around and I would see a whole nother wall covered in switches and symbols. And I would just go, oh my God, no. <laughs> and this is just after clearing a previous puzzle that took us like 40 minutes of like every time we solve a puzzle, it comes down to basically like three things. Either we get the puzzle and it was easy poo-poo doo-doo. We don't get the puzzle and we're able to basically mathematically try everything till we solve it. Or three, we need Nave to rain man it after us <laughs> basically struggling it where I'm like, I just don't understand anymore, Nave. I don't know what I need to do. And Nave's like, come on, give me 20 minutes. And then Nave's over there <laughs> basically like rubbing blocks together for 20 minutes. And he's like, I see the matrix. <laughs> Just tell me what to do, Nave, because I don't see anything. Usually it's a combination of the last two in some way. Yeah. Where I feel like there was many points that led to, like, we definitely, like, we talked about we had different solving methods. I feel like my primary method was the brute force, where yours (laughs) was the intuition method almost, where, like, you're over there, like, Jedi mind-tricking things. Meanwhile, I am just, like, slamming pieces together, trying to make it fit. And I remember, like, one of the early puzzles, like, I'm, like managed just like it was like solving a combination like kind of puzzle key thing and we had to like basically brute force the first two and the second one i just like spun it and it just unlocked and i was like i did it Nave. let's get out of here and you're like oh okay i was like looking for the the symbols i needed to read and you're like i'm already out yeah i, I solved the puzzle but that's basically how we got through the whole game now the whole the whole uh thing about this game is it's going to be very puzzle very puzzle heavy so there's not a whole lot to talk about re- rather regarding the actual game itself we can throw sprinkle and stuff here and there but mostly the whole game is just solving puzzles and if you're worried about 
spoilers. spoilers you i mean for a lot of these puzzles there's so much random elements that maybe this is a it, this will help you it, like with a some semblance of direction because sometimes you get overloaded with information right at the beginning of every area and yeah. you just don't really know what correlates to what because you have three puzzles that you need to solve but one person has all the info and the other person is just trapped in a room so much very different compared to the first one uh instead of one person being in a library and the other person being in the overworld in this you are both together a lot of times and then get split up basically different sides of the puzzle or things that need to be done at separate times or the same time uh, i think we can probably just start going down the puzzles a lot of this there's not going to be much real spoilers to it because you're going to be trying to figure out how to communicate and you don't know where you're going to be in the puzzle but we are going to kind of relay our experience with some of the major puzzles and some of the puzzles we don't even understand yeah some of them i don't, I don't know so the first puzzles were really simple uh these were like the prison cells uh where basically you just had to like complete a elevator that got us to a big combination vault wall because you start out in a prison cell with yeah. your radio and you have to escape which uh, we we went all uh xbox party again with this yeah, one sorry about that uh developers we did not use this is so i don't really have much to say in fact i was kind of disappointed by this first icy prison level yeah, I kind of had whenever we got to whenever we went through this first like kind of chapter of the game, I was kind of like my expectations are met. Like I was like, okay, I, I expected it to be you know something similar to this, and I kind of had a good idea of like the amount of time we were going to need to complete this game. Of which, you know, spoiler alert, I was wrong. <laughs> but yeah, uh, which for hours played, I I think mine was listed at ten, yours was sixteen. I don't know if you just left the game running. For an extra six hours at one point. Yeah, yeah I did leave the game on. But it on took accident. us 10 hours to beat this game. It was one hour for the first game. I was blown away by how long this puzzle game was. Yeah, and a lot of it had to do with us being confused. But, uh, you know, I think that that is part of the puzzle game you need to keep in mind is that it does, you have to keep in mind how long it takes you to kind of like use your abstract thought, you know? Yeah, like it takes time for you to chew all the information and put it out. But, what I was really blown away by is the second part of the first chapter when we start to encounter the challenges of the jester. So this is where we had the trial arena where there's basically like yeah. a big arena that we had to navigate one side. One person would basically have answer symbols and the other person was carrying a heavy ball that they could not jump with and they would have <laughs> to walk on Skyrim tiles that would fall through if they stepped on the wrong one. And it was also like time-based. Uh, this one, we struggled with basically our vocabulary where I'm like, is that a club or a flail or is that a mace? Like we were just identifying medieval weapons that were on all the platforms. Where This was the first part where I'm like, I don't know how accessible this would be for people with lower vocabulary levels. Like I'm not trying to say we got a massive vocabulary over here, but I think I can name a lot of medieval weapons. Yeah, but if you like were a child are playing like, this game, you might not know the difference between a flail and a morning star to a, a guillotine. Yeah, being a child would definitely hinder your ability to play this game because a lot of times I would like refer to 
I, I this game brought to my attention that Philip doesn't know the difference between clockwise and counterclockwise, so I had to in, okay. in real time explain to him. So <laughs> my problem with uh, we'll talk about this. my problem with <laughs> clockwise counterclockwise is how often do you even look at a clock? You know, I just look at digital clocks all the time, so I don't <laughs> even think about which direction it goes. I usually just read it. The follow up is that being aircraft maintenance or whatever, we just know righty tidy lefty loosey. So you could just tell me to the right or the left. That's all you got to say. But this is the thing. We'll talk about this later. But there is a puzzle where you are all this. You are all completely disoriented. Like it doesn't, all matter. Your bearings. it doesn't matter where you are, because when we're doing aircraft maintenance, there's literally parts where you're like hanging upside down and lefty loosey righty tighty still applies. I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about, righty tighty. Why didn't okay, let's just oh continue? My God, see, that's the problem. Because <laughs> then I'm like, Nave, turn yours to the right, and you're like, which way's the right? <laughs> God. <laughs> And then you're like, turn it counterclockwise. And I'm like, I'm not a mathematician, Dave. Damn. <laughs> it goes the other way. The other way. I remember there was one point where I, I was trying, Dave. I was literally trying. And then you made fun of me for it. Where you're like, you're like, I can see you thinking about it because you're like, hey, turn that to the left. And I, yeah, okay. So I stopped for a second. I can see like you went to the right and you stopped and you backed up and stared at it for a second. And then you went to the other side and I'm like, no, the other way. And you're, you're uh, like, Oh God damn it. God damn it. And just like walk around. Which that goes right to the next area is the jester's toy box. And this is a, a toy box. The first area was kind of really kind of obnoxious. It was mostly dealing with portals and switches. And we just had to end up getting both of us to the top. Yeah, but, they had like te- switches like made teeter totters like of different colors change. Yeah, this was mostly a logic puzzle that just took us a long time to solve. Yeah, well, mostly it's because you can't. So it's like I can look down and see Philip's side, and Philip can look and see my side, but we have no bearing on what our our sides look like to each other. So it's like I was for a long time in this puzzle trapped in one little area and philip was trying to figure out how to get me out of that small little area i got trapped in but i couldn't help him because i didn't know what switches were where and what like teeter-totters needed to be moved all i could do is move him through his side so we got stuck for a while and it's and also we didn't have all the colors on each side so like i didn't have yellow philip didn't have like green or something so it's really confusing I think this is the first one we really experienced like mental fatigue. Like I took psychic damage from this level of flipping the switches. Yeah, it was one where we definitely just sat there and brute forced it until it was done. But this was this is one where you can accidentally reset yourself. I think that's what kept us so confused is that I think I kept actively resetting you to your default position. And then you would be like running in a big circle, a big circle like a fucking yeah. rat in a cage. Yeah, I'm just a rat in a cage. We make that joke a lot. Uh, then the Jester's Realm, though, where you have rooms, like it started out as just a cube, and you're like on the inside of, I don't even know how to describe it, like a cube, I guess, a cube. Yeah, like the inside, the of, inside a of it. Yeah. Uh, and you're walking on each wall, You're and you like go through different doors, and you're able to rotate Rubik's Cube style the different sides so that like the room that has a harp in it is connected to the room that has the dice in it. And that was really cool. And then we realized that there was, once we solved that one, we went to another cube, but then we realized there were actually two cubes that were independent from each other, but they had similar connections. So there was like a negative cube and a positive cube. 
and they usually yeah. have time differences. So they have like an egg in one room and a dead bird in the other room. And you know the egg and the bird are connected. So any changes you make in the bird room affect the egg room and vice versa. And so you had to like, this was one of the most visually appealing and overall like thematic puzzles in the whole game. I this love my this favorite whole section. One. Yeah, this yeah, is and fantastic. Then there's, there's one, I don't know if it's after the negative positive cube, but there's one where you end up in like a 20-sided die. Yeah, the dodecahedron cube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, so this puzzle is the first one where it ended, it turned to me rain manning it at, right at the end because we got lost for a little while. And I was like, no, 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 wait, just hold position. I'm going to just, <laughs> I'm going to figure this out. And I just ran in circles for a little while until I got the loop correct. Well, it's so wild because it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just a maze, honestly. But the way they make it wrap around on itself so that it, instead of just being a flat plane of going like, okay, I remember this door leads there. You can literally look up to the sky above you and opposite yes. you in the sky is the other side of the maze. So you're like, I know if I go through this door, then that door, then that door, I'm going to end up directly above me, even though it's all relative. It doesn't matter where you actually are, but having the visual cues to see where you can go makes this puzzle so unique. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this in a game. It looks like, uh, in, like an MC Escher painting with the the stairs that yeah, uh, yeah. are upside down and right side up at the same time. That's a good it's way to put it. It's that situation but fully expressed in a 3D space that you can navigate. And I thought it was incredible. It Oh, and a game that kind of did this. Psychonauts 1, the Milkman level, <laughs> was built on... It, it was kind of built on like a, multiple invisible spheres. So you would walk on a curved sidewalk, but you would always be walking like down, even though yeah, it, yeah. It, it was like Mario Galaxy style. Like, I don't yeah, know, it was, Mario it, Galaxy. just this weird... It's not gravity changing, but the plane you're walking on that's changing. Yeah, and it's like whenever you go through the door to your north, you don't go into the room to the north. You have to change the doors to where the symbols on the walls are connecting. And the at the beginning of the puzzle, you can't see what symbols are where. You have to communicate with your partner. But towards the end, I guess they did this in playtesting. They're like, wait, this is way too hard. They're yeah. like not being able to see anymore. So you were able to see. It's like, okay, the harp is here. What room around me has the harp? Okay, I need to get to that room and turn that this way so it connects to this room. And Philip is over there next to the, the dice. And the dice, there's a room that connects to the – you know what I mean? And so like you can do – you can make a, a, like a, a pathway through these doors. And it's really cool. It's like a multiverse of madness kind of fucking thing. Oh, yeah. That's another good example, too. So that basically covers the toy box. After that, you basically team up with the Jester. And I don't think we're really going to get in the story that much. But basically, King's bad. Jester is here to guide you along to basically escape. Because you want to get out of here, of course. Are you betrayed? Who knows? Chapter two. Uh, this is where we go to the church or the chapel. And music will guide you home, Nave. Music will guide you home. Oh my god, this one stopped us and stopped us in place for like three hours. I feel like most of our playthrough was in this one level where you go in there and you have to like set mannequins up basically like around a uh, a church. Yeah. And you have to Sudoku them in. And this was one Nave had to rain, man, because I could just not figure it out. And I was trying to take care of the baby at the same time. And it was like uh, men and women can't sit together in the church. They have to be sitting with their own gender. Also, all the popes need to sit in the front row. All the, the the traitors need to not sit behind each other, the resistance fighters. But we didn't know who was in the resistance. I don't even know how you solved this one. Um, so I don't really, I don't know how to describe it. 
But they, so the, the whole, the men and women can't sit next to each other, that applied to the entire row, I realized. I was oh, like, oh, really? there's four women and there's m- way more men. So I was like, okay, women in the middle. And then there was a picture w- with like a red crown with like, so in each, in each room on both levels, your guys are separated, by the way. Um, you have like little head dummy heads and with wigs and hats on and so that's how you figure out who the mannequins are who they correlate to and there was one with the girl with a girl with a weird green hat and i was like okay she probably needs to be on that red one and then i kind of reverse engineered what we had done before because what happened was we tried it out phil and then once all the mannequins were down and it was wrong phil was like okay i need to go take care of the baby and so i went down and i kind of walked around and did that and whenever we figured that part out, then you needed to raise I like the the seats so that the person who was a traitor, it's like their little seat is ex- like a, has a little symbol over it. Yeah, like identified. And, oh my god! And so we never figured this one out. The only thing we knew is that the traitors couldn't sit in front or behind each other, and we thought we were taking that literally. And what I ended up doing was because when I was I at the top. You can see all of the pictures. This is how you mark the dude, the traitor. And then down at the bottom, I realized that there's there it correlates. So it's like the person in the top left corner is the person in the top left corner on the p- pictures too. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if you could just look at those pictures and no, solve the uh, first part was, of the puzzle. There was a uh, like a curtain blocking it. Oh, I think, okay. Before you go in that room, that makes sense. I that was a that was a hindsight thought, but uh, so. Eventually, what I did was I just went one, two, 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 and then I went one, two, two, three, one, two, oh, three, no. three, one, three, two, two, and I just did that. And luckily, it didn't take that long. But we had to—I had to brute force the shit out of that yeah, one. I think you solved every puzzle in this castle or this chapel because I—it seemed like every puzzle I could not figure it out. Because then after that, after we revealed the resistance, we had to play the people's hymn. And this oh my was, lord! This one was like an algebra equation. But you didn't know that you had to do multiple times combined with you didn't know which order to do the equation in. So it's like, I need to solve for X, but I need to solve for X back in time on this piece of paper (laughs) so I can bring it forward to this piece of paper. But we don't know which order the papers are in. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting there at a keyboard going like, Nave, what's the next note? And meanwhile, you're over there doing the literal, the Charlie in, uh, what's it, uh, always sunny with all the papers <laughs> on the wall where you're like the numbers what do they mean but this is the thing too is that you again a lot of this you have to just kind of cognitively understand after, like with the information that you have which is not a lot and so i didn't even know what i was for the for probably about 20 minutes we were just hitting buttons trying to figure out what papers even meant right and so there was six pieces of sheet music, but only one of them had four notes. There, it, there was four notes for each sheet music, but only one of them was complete. And all of the other ones had arrows pointing around. So there would be two bars, one on the top and one on the bottom. And so there would be arrows pointing across or arrows crossing and doing other things. And what that meant was it, and sometimes there would be notes written on the bottom and I will, I'll get to it in a second, but they're not notes. Anyways, back to the paper. You have to like mental have use your mental gymnastics and your abstract like thought. You have to use your imagination to remember. It's like okay, so A gets changed. The it's like A B C D. That's the notes 
for example, it's like, okay, well, then A changes to C, and then D changes to Q. And it's like, so it's C, B, C, Q. And now I need to know that B goes to Q, goes to C, and then C and B change places. And you do that all the way down to the sixth piece of paper. And that gets really hard towards the end. Unless you're writing it down, which probably would have made it easier for us, but I was hell-bent on doing it abstractly. But not only do you have to do that, dear listener, you have to – they are all symbols, and you need to translate it into the letter note of the fucking – so you were looking at symbols, not letters – and and it's like okay, I know the penis with the plus on the top of it looks like is an A, and I know the half moon circle with the line that is a C. I need to remember those so when I tell Philip A C B D, you know, because I can't describe the symbols to him because he doesn't have symbols. He doesn't know what those mean, right? Yeah. Well, I it do was... have the symbols, but I can't see them until after I've already hidden the notes. So I have to hit the note. And then wait to see which symbol pops up and see if that was even the right symbol. So if we wanted to, we could have done it step by step and be like, okay, I'm hitting C. Is your symbol this? There, So there, there are many different ways that a lot of these puzzles I feel like could be solved because most of them are – you are set – like I couldn't see what Philip was doing. Philip couldn't see my – papers right he never got to see my papers until right at the end i took a picture of them and i was like look what i had to do look what i had to deal with because he was in disbelief that i was struggling so bad he's like like, just tell me what you have just tell me the information no puzzle has ever been that hard in this whole series for us but this this one one. was very brutal this one (laughs) brutality it was probably the possibly the hardest puzzle in the game and i didn't even have to do it and but it was like the the eureka moment of realizing what I was looking at finally, like when the when the matrix like got solved. I, and we didn't even solve the puzzle. I just realized, oh, I'm on the right track. And there are multiple times whenever we do that, where like it, when we we glossed over one of the early puzzles where there's a giant vault door. When Philip re- like I remember Philip was like goof. We were goofing, just flipping switches and doing stuff. And then Philip was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Now we're cooking with gas. Hold on. What do we? What did you just do? And I'm like, oh, I'm you know replaying yeah, my just, steps. Oh yeah, that was it because like I couldn't control my side of the puzzle. I'm like, man, stuff is just spinning at random. I don't know what <laughs> I'm seeing over here. And then you're like, and I'm flipping the switches, flipping <laughs> the switches. And then you're like, I'm flipping two with a middle donut. And I'm like, you're flipping donuts in there, dude. Give me donut number two. And you're like. Oh, okay. And then I'm like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing now, Nave. And that's whenever I was able to just like slam the puzzle through real quick. And that puzzle was interesting too, because like you, it, the person flipping the donuts around, you got books and it's like circle two, trapezoid four. And I'm like, what in the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like you're just, you're just spinning like a weird combination puzzle on the outside. Like literally, you know, the Skyrim puzzle with the claws. Yes, <laughs> it's that. But imagine if you could only see a symbol in one section of each puzzle, and so you you'd have to rotate them blindly until you know wh- what's on each ring and know where they are in the circle. There's going to be a couple of blind rotations coming up. Yeah. Okay. So that's the people's hymn. Eventually, you manage to play it, which. Uh, so we don't forget later on eventually we come back to this chapel we come back here a lot this becomes your hub kind of and you ran over to the organ which was still playable and while i was trying to get (laughs) you to activate the thing so we could go to the final level of the game you started playing mary had a little lamb on the (laughs) organ like philip was like nave please i just want to go it's so late i just want to go to sleep and i'm like and then philip is like oh he's playing it 
the, the fabled song of our people. Yeah. <laughs> the legendary hymn, the one that guides our nurseries, that we teach to our young. <laughs> oh, so dumb. All right. So eventually we clear this. A giant Spartan laser drops from the ceiling. No, it comes out of the floor. That was it. Like, as a big floor opens up, all the people that we just set up for some reason, they fall into the hole. And a giant sparring laser comes up, and it's like, hey, you got to go get the three lenses. And we're like, oh, man, this game just never ends, does it, <laughs> So we decided to go get the lenses, which I looked it up. It says you can go to any of these sections in any order, but we did not. I was yeah, we were curious about that. I think does does it cut it off once you go to the first one? Because we definitely couldn't go to the crypt. I think after we, we chose that first one, the lens. We had to drop the lens off first because we we didn't. Oh, you know. and then we went straight to the dock. Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. when it, we'll we'll talk about it, but at the end of each of these three areas, you have to go back to the chapel, that hub area, and you got to put a lens into a giant telescope thing. All right. So the first place we went to was the Nautilus which is a Bioshock-themed area. It has Very sunken cool. mines and some grid pipes. But boy, these sunken mines were interesting at first because I don't I don't know what you were having problems with, Nate, but instantly you went down there and drowned. And I'm like, Nate, what are you doing? Here, I'll be the diver. And then I get down there, and I'm like, Nate, I'm drowning. I'm drowning. <laughs> you have no, you have no ability to save air. yourself. And you're like, I send you air. I'm like, send it to the snail ostrich with the um the raccoon raccoon coming up of his butt. And you're like, the snail ostrich with the raccoon butt. But Philip, that pipes all the way in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in this, so uh, Philip's navigating a little maze, and I'm just a the other the character, <laughs> yeah, you're just a you're you're a water you're rat, a sea rat. rat in the maze. <laughs> The other character is walking around and he has a spider web, a absolute cacophony of pipes going everywhere. It is a Bioshock minigame of like spinning around the pipe elbows and stuff like that. But they're not in obvious places. There for a long time we were stuck because I didn't realize there was a T pipe on like a wall in a closet towards the ceiling in the <laughs> darkness. It's like sometimes you just don't know like you didn't realize how long. You have to like physically follow the pipe and trace it all the way around just to realize that you've missed a random uh, elbow. And uh, there are a bunch of symbols. You have a bunch of maps. You have like seven or eight maps in that room, but all of the maps are essentially unmarked and you don't know what leads to what. There's no cohesion. There's in a straight line and they're not in chronological order. So it's like you go south, but you don't know where he emerges in any of the other maps. So Philip basically had to navigate this maze on his own. I didn't know. The only thing that I could figure out was they're all of the pipes that sent – you had to send air to Philip so he doesn't die or whoever's in the water. And yeah. Philip would just describe. He's like, okay, I'm at the – the it's the homunculus with the lamb's head and the ostrich feet. And I'm like, oh, okay, that is near the Galaga symbol. And so I go and make find the Galaga ship. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, there's the Galaga ship. It's connected to this pipe. And I'm tracing the pipe all along the room as it swirls around like the line from the Stanley parable. Swirls yeah. around everywhere. And it is, it's a lot more obtuse than I realized because I was like, oh, pipe puzzle, easy peasy. I can do that. It's not that hard. It is that hard. It doesn't, some of these parts didn't make sense. I didn't, re I didn't know why I solved it sometimes. I'm like, I don't understand why I can't get this to work. I'm just going to start flipping things. And then that would fix it. Yeah. I mean, Very hard. For the diver, basically, I just needed to stay alive while Nave flipped pipes. And I needed to give him key information of where to send the air. 
I needed him to send air to me to, so I could stay alive, but I also needed him to send air to the doors because that's what ran the pneumatics to open the door. And so I'd be like angry, like, cause like first thing you did is like, okay, Phil, do you not know what the angry Galaga looks like or something like that? And I'm like, I know what it looks like. I don't need it right now. And then finally we get to like the third door where I haven't had oxygen for like two rooms. And I'm like, <laughs> Dave, it's the Galaga. Go back to the Galaga. <laughs> open the door. And I'm in the red. And you're like, hold on, hold on. And how close were you to death? Because there was one time where you we got were really almost close done. many times. We were almost done with the puzzle and the very last part. You, I think you were about to die, and then the the puzzle ended, right? Yeah, I think so. Jeez. All right, so that puzzle was pretty thematic. I really enjoyed it, but it was also like not. I couldn't do much as the diver, and it sounds like you were overwhelmed as the flipper. <laughs> yes. Which I that's a, that's a big thing is a lot of these puzzles get really one sided. We'll talk about yeah, that later a lot when them, we get to the light to... puzzle. I think. Yeah. All right, so uh, grid pipes. This one took us so long, so long, because basically we we had to move different colored lights through a electrical grid, and we had to share pipes for this. So Nave was on oh, one yeah. side and I was on the other, and we could send different the currents to each other, but then it would always have to come back and end up on one of our sides because I'm like, oh, I need orange and you need blue, or you need blue and orange. Like, it just depended on how we sent. This took us so long. And I don't even know how we finished it. At some point, like, I was like, all right, Nave, we're doing this brute force method. We're just going to slam out different algorithms till it works. And, and eventually, the- we got one so close. You're like, I know what we need to do. And then you, like, change, like, two things, and we got it. And, like, thank God you saw that. The So the, it's, like, it's interesting because a lot of time is spent on each puzzle just trying to figure out what, what the puzzle is, is happening. The yes. scoring problem. You're like, you got to figure out what this actually is before you can solve it. And so uh, the first part, it's in a lot of the puzzles also are like, here's the premise and then do it two more times in increasingly complex manner. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, we solved the second one relatively easily. And then the third one was where we got stuck for a very long time. And, we that's what we were saying we were almost giving up at this point i think this was like at the end of a day <laughs> like we had we were this is like our last no, puzzle we were almost to the quitting point we got like two more puzzles before we, we just said we can't do this anymore we were uh just sitting there flipping through a whole bunch of things and the whole part of like being able to send pipes back and forth to each other and like in, like inter intermingle the inventories and stuff like that that was really interesting and creative and it also made the puzzles so much more complex yes because we didn't understand what pieces we would need and we also were trying to communicate what our boards looked like but we weren't fully aware how much that mattered or if our puzzle boards were the same at all the only thing i can the only thing i think i understand is that so ever so when you send a current like you you send a current through the oval it appears on the oval on phillips side but i'm not i'm not sure if the oval on phillips side is in the same place that the oval is on my side I figured because we were like, we just kind of had to go through trial and error mode. And there was a point where at the very end, I had almost a completely blank board and I had a bunch of pieces in my hands. This is whenever uh, we finished it. And Philip just put an orange one in a random spot and a blue one in a random spot. And I was just like, whoa, wait. And then I just <laughs> solved the puzzle. And, and Philip was like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> thank God. That was so hard. All right. So that puzzle was also a nightmare. The next one was kind of odd, mostly because it required listening and sound effects. This was talking to the giant squid. 
Yes. Now, this one, we ended up switching seats because I was incompetent as re- at reading the dictionary and recognizing the sounds or something that you were trying to tell me. But we got it working whenever we switched seats. And I was I was talking to Squid and you were looking up the, the dictionary. We also were confused about who was sending the sound. Yeah, because you have a sound machine, but it doesn't transmit. That's basically what it got to. So if you wanted to, you could test sounds. Yeah, from the from the inside. There's a co- at first I was in the cockpit on the outside, and that is where the sounds go shot, shot out to the squid. And Philip could hear me shooting the sounds out. And then I was like, "Watch, I'll I'll shoot the sound out right now." And then I'll push this button. And then Philip also pushed the button. So both of our sounds are happening at the same time. Philip's like, "No, I did it." I'm like, "No, oh I did God. it." See, listen, and I pressed it again. Right as Philip pressed it again, and then we're both making sounds. And so eventually, we uh, you died, and then uh, we switched seats. And so one person is looking at the squid, and the squid's eyeball changes. So there's four buttons on the left. So that's the four buttons on the left are the pupils that the squid can have. And then there's a bunch of symbols on the right, all of which have like one. There's like a it's a pair that look exactly like each other. Yeah. And you have to describe to the person with the translator book what symbol is in the eye, and then what weird sound he makes. And all the sounds. So sounds sometimes it's god awful. It's like it's like and then it's like and then it's like and it's like you have to describe that and you don't know there's three variations at first so it's like it sounds like and then Philip's like I know what it is he's saying death to all of humanity say no and then like he describes the same but now we're miscommunicating so it's like and whenever you're inside of the dome with the translator book you can't hear what the octopus is doing. Because obviously that would just... It makes you wonder if this was a, an Xbox party problem. What if there was a way to use the radio for me to transmit the sounds that I'm making with a sound device? So then you uh, could actually be like, oh, that's the sound. Whatever that sound that I just heard from you, that's the sound the squid's making. That's a good point. That would be painful if that was the thing. But we didn't. this one didn't take us that long. No, that was, this one wasn't bad at all. Because a lot of it was context clues. Like I would, I'd be like, Philip, give me the first one, describe it in great detail. And then he would do that. And I'm like, okay, I think it is like where. So the sentence starts with where, how many words are there Four. we're doing the, the hangman thing. So yeah, and then Philip like- was like, okay, describe the last word. Okay. The last word is King. And it's like, it's like, who is like, do is your King, the King, your friend. They're like, okay, say no. Here's how to say no. And that's how you basically do it. And you yeah. have like a big spinny board, like a like a uh, rotary phone where you pick a symbol and then the symbol splits into three and then you can just test each symbol. To... It's... Yeah, I really like this one, even though I don't think it was properly executed. It had a great theme. It was cool seeing this, the and, – and what's funny is Philip brought this up. It's like this is where we get to use the crossbow guns. We never there, get to use the crossbow, crossbow guns. Guns that looked activatable and everything. They were like the nice model. I'm like they put so much detail in these crossbow guns. We're about to fight a Kraken, Nave. We never get to use it. The Kraken's our friend uh, come yeah, to find Kraken's out. Kraken's friend. Uh, the next one, this is one that killed killed the run of the night of, uh, of day one, I think. This is the – This is day two at this point. This is day two? Yeah, day one ended at the chapel. Yeah, at the chapel, but not because we were mad, just because we were like, "Oh, uh, we need to stop. It's late." Yeah, uh, this is the dome of creation where we are at the center of the ocean, and we have to mix a potion. And you were being such a bonehead, Nave. <laughs> I was tired. I was yeah, very was tired. Were you drinking? Were you tired? What was your problem? No, I think my my coffee had worn off. 
You're I've been drinking a lot of dude. coffee. So I don't so there were this is it's this is a more complex overcook under it's just a overcooked. It's it's it, but it is more complex because it, because it's an overcooked there's so much less going on. You know, there's so much le- it's like you are making hamburgers and burritos and that's it. In this one it's like you have to make all three potions and each potion has different thing, different ingredients and each ingredient has to be handled in a different way. Some of them don't have to be handled at all and then each one takes a certain amount of time, but you have to share each of the fucking like power sources power sources and it's like okay and then and you don't know any of this so for like maybe 25 30 minutes no, i didn't even it know instantly. i well, no. in like oh i know what we need to do nave it's overcooked and you're way better at me than overcooked you have way more game time so i'm like this should be easy this is gonna be an easy puzzle and then you're like oh, i don't know what i'm doing i'm like nave use the cutting board and you're like what's a cutting board and i'm like oh my god and you're like oh i just noticed there's a huge sign with a knife chopping over here at this machine i'm like that's the cutting board yeah i didn't know and there was uh, a big old thing in the middle and so i was just kind of i think philip had a lot of the i don't know we had a different allocation of equipment obviously yeah. and so but each equipment used different power sources and then i didn't realize that we had to use the same power sources and so i would see that i didn't have green and i'm like i don't know why this isn't starting like, I put the stuff in. Like, why isn't this? And then whenever oh, we came back the next day, this is obviously the first puzzle of the day, we just did it in, like, two attempts. Yeah, and I was like, oh. to see what we need to do, the one to make the time. Because you are timed. You have, like, four minutes or something like that to make. You have four minutes and three of the, you have to make three potions, and each potion takes 45 like seconds, I think, to make. So it's, like, you, it's down to the wire. Yeah. But you solved that. You were making me so mad, but I guess it was late. So I'll give you the pass on that. Uh, now, before we eventually we get the lens from this, we forge it using our magic potions and we take it back and we throw it in the sparring laser. And it's like, great, go get two more. And this one, I'm just like, oh my God, when does this game end? Oh, that was only the Nautilus section? That was only was the Nautilus. All of that? Yeah. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> all right. So this is where we go to Rockberry, which is the frozen castle. And the very first puzzle turn on the lights. Basically, just turn the lights on and, you know, like shine an owl because we know owls are a thing. That's like how you show the way the owls will guide you. Uh, the We had to shine a project an owl, like a bat symbol, on a door to open it. And this took us so long to solve. First, we had to turn on the light, which that wasn't too bad. Basically, puzzle solving, we did that. But getting us... Like, cause I was upstairs. I was able to rotate lenses. Nave was able to place lenses, but not rotate them. He could also place mirrors and not rotate them, but I could do all the rotating and I could see the end projection and I could see what the symbol needed to look like. Oh boy. So Nave had to place these all in a series, like a circuit board of reflecting lights around. So light would travel straight through the lenses and bounce off the mirrors. At the same time, I had to help him by rotating along, but I couldn't really see very well because I'm looking through like a mesh at the top. So I can't exactly see what he's looking at down there, but I just know the light isn't making it to the end. And after all this puzzle solving, which Nave, you finally did an excellent job of placing these lenses and mirrors in the right place to get them to end up in the projector. But then we were projecting the wrong symbol and they needed to be flipped around the correct way. And this took us so long. It was in the worst part is that you once you get the circuit board done, like you figure out where all the lenses and mirrors go. 
you have nothing left to do. Like, all you can do is kind of communicate, well, I mean, until the end, which is, Philip came up with a really novel idea, which ended up perfect and helped us fix it, but that took us, like, an hour and a half Dude, of just, like, okay, fucking so around. so here's the problem. This game, now, it has some jank. Well, I know we got this game for free, but I'm not, gonna afraid, I'm not afraid to dog on this game. It's got some real jank when it comes to clicking on hitboxes. I don't know what the <laughs> problem is, especially back in the potion mixing thing, because there were so many points where I'm like, quick, I gotta pour the red into this one... Uh, like you know power source or whatever but the green power source is slightly closer and it would just instantly pour in the green power source even though i wasn't looking at that model of the power source it just has a hit box that's like a cube above it so even though i'm clicking past it it still hits the green one and i'm like no now i have to pick it back up out of the green one to put the red in the red cauldron so that means some out the hit boxes <laughs> do you remember the seesaw there's a seesaw in the final challenge where you have to like yes you punch it yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And depending on where you click it, either is a push or a pull. We could not figure out where to click on that to make a push or a pull. Like with these turntables to turn the mirrors, you have to be very accurate where you click on it if you're going to push or pull it. And it made me so mad because like there are many points where I'm like, okay, this, we need to spin this around 180 degrees. So that means I need to click on this thing, I think like four times to completely spin it around because there was like eight sides, I think. So then I have to click on it. Oh, I misclicked. And it does an animation of going and slowly twist, <laughs> slowly twist, slowly twist. But then I misclick and goes and twist back. And I'm like, no. And so there's only points where I'm just like, okay, I, I have to look at the image and be like, okay, does that look correct? And then I want to switch it around the other way to see which one looks more correct. Cause I'm basically doing a spot the difference game with an ink blot test that kind of looks like an owl. And by the time it flows back, either I don't remember what changed. And finally, Nave big-brained it by just taking all of them down. And we just did one at a time. And I could easily identify them piece by piece way better than I could when they were all blobbed on at the same time. Well, no, that's the thing. So I, when I did that, it, we didn't solve it. And uh, something was still wrong. And what you – so I was being annoyed because I had nothing to do. I could, like, see the mirror, like, close up. But what I was – I would look at, like, a – it's like a uh, paint-by-colors coloring book of a man sitting on a tr in a tree and then the background is a castle. And then some pieces of it were colored in black. But it would yeah. be, like, a little speck on the right. And there's two things in the middle. And then there's one on the bottom right. And you, there was no way to figure out what the hell I was looking at. And – I was like picking it up and putting it back down like randomly while Philip was twisting one of the mirrors. And then he looked up at the thing as I was doing that. And he was like, wait, Nave, keep doing that. And I kept doing it. And he's like, okay, wait, come over here and do it to this one. And I did it again. And Philip was like, oh my God, I can see. It's like, it's like a blinker in a car. Yeah. Like he could see These what was like leaving. And, the lights. And yeah. So eventually then Philip was able to like figure out what the hell was wrong and like spin things around because what I think it was is I think there were like probably because it was like an owl. So there are wings, yeah. but I think there were multiple spots that had the middle wing or something. And so yeah, we had the middle wing in the wrong place, but it made it look like it was right. So then everything after it was wrong, but I don't know. It was very, it almost killed the run. Yeah, that one was brutal, mostly because of my low perception skill, I guess. And also just like poor planning, maybe. I don't know. 
Which, by the way, the person on the bottom can see the picture if they go all the way to the back end, and then there's a staircase. Far away, though. You can stand on like a on a a little staircase, little thing, and then jump over and over again while holding down, which is the zoom, which is worthless. The zoom is worthless. So bad. The zoom is like five percent zoom. (laughs) You just you squint your eyes. Which I get it. It's not realistic to have fucking RoboCop eye, eye binoculars, but it's, you have walkie talkies. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them pulled out a monocle or like a spyglass or something. I don't know. It, but it, like, if you jump over and over again, you can see for like a third of a second the fucking symbol from very far away, and it's an ink blot test, so it doesn't look like I never Anything. saw an owl. I couldn't see what it was. It's very okay. funny. So after that, we get the piece and we take it back to the sparring laser. That one's actually really simple. Ah uh, yes. What? What? Where was the puzzle that we went into the castle and then you had the marionettes and I had to put them in okay, the play? That was right before the chapel. I kind of skipped over that one. That gives us basically the story for what we're doing. Like it, it tells you about the resistant princesses and it basically gives you the cast that you're going to need going forward. Yeah, uh, did, every puzzle going forward is like involved in this story. Yeah, there's a plot and all the like there's a relevance to the puzzles. This isn't Resident Evil where you need the the chess piece key to go into the iron tower door. Like there's, there's nothing like that. Even the though many of these shaped like a are, dragon. Yeah. God, you need the double golden revolvers to put into the door frame to unlock this guy's office where he works. Like, and then what? the eyeball shatters and there's a ruby on the inside. It's like, how do they get into this room? They just have eyeballs with <laughs> mass produced god all right so yeah all the puzzles are relevant and this is where it gets even more i don't know lore base is when we go to the cemetery which i really oh, like the theming for this one but yes. boy was this one a struggle <laughs> 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 this game is a perpetual struggle but not because it was so hard but because i feel like i was incompetent through a lot of it it's it's hard to be confident when you don't have all of the information yeah, it's so, like each of us have like 25% of the information and we're okay. we have to infer the other 50% collectively. So our first thing we do is we drop down a hole in the graveyard and get separated. I fall into a grave in the catacombs and you're up top <laughs> in the graveyard. Well, and... By the way, every single time we ever got separated, we almost never saw it. Like, so <laughs> I would turn around and Philip is like, I'm, I'm, I'm separated from you. And I'm like, what? And I turn around and he'd be gone again. I'm like what the fuck happened? It's We're like in this, this room for a second. One clickable in the room. And you're like, Oh my, Oh man, what's that? Like you talk about the changing the heads on the marionettes or whatever. Yes. There's like, there's like a glowing owl over there. And I walk over there, Scooby-Doo style and like stroke its owl beard in the room does like a, a the, the turning wall like the japanese trap <laughs> yes. where it spins around and i'm like, I'm like oh <laughs> and it's so funny because when it happened i was looking the other way and i turned around and philip was gone I'm like are we in different rooms like what the fuck happened or this one i think uh, i think there was like a well or something like that and i'm like i'm gonna walk across the well because there was like boards to get to the other side. As I stepped on it, they like caved in and I go down a Scooby-Doo slide tunnel where I end up in the catacombs. Like, oh, I'm, I'm somewhere else now. There's this part at the end of the game where I, I went around this like wooden floor and the th- this thunder came down and struck me and I fell down. I was holding on and I needed Philip's help and I hadn't said anything, but Philip was like walking around. And he's like, why can't I go over there? And he looked down and I was Did hanging you? for my life. Yeah. And it's like, I say, <laughs> to rescue and i'm like oh i guess i'll rescue because it went on like even tried jumping i'm like why can't i jump over this this tiny hole in the ground 
But anyways, uh, this is where we do the uh, the coin exchange or like the medallion exchange, which oh made, boy, I was. Told, <laughs> there's a lot of fuckery that goes on in this game, including the Nate playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. At this point, I was just full-on gaslighting Nave about I'm pretty <laughs> sure, Nave, that we are transforming these tokens into different tokens. He and thought you- we were straight-up full metal alchemist Like, I mean, he's like, okay, so what we did was we had a little tube and I would put a piece in and he'd put a piece in and it would spin around and give us the other pieces. But yeah. Philip was like, no, I'm pretty sure this is transmutation. And for <laughs> some reason, I'm like, Philip, it is the same piece! This is my piece! I gave it to you! And I just didn't understand he was fucking with me dude it was so funny like, you're getting so mad and you're like yeah <laughs> Nancy, watch this watch this i'm gonna put in this dagger piece and you put in the shield piece meanwhile it, there's an obvious picture on the wall that says if you put in a dagger piece and the shield piece they'll swap places but i'm like look see mine turned into a shield piece it transformed i bet yours transformed <laughs> into a dagger piece and you're like they're not transforming we're trading pieces we are exchanging them that is my piece that i have given to you and i'm like nah, i don't think so meanwhile jana's like you guys are fucking idiots just sitting there like playing TV, listening to like us fight over this god it's so fucking stupid yeah. We have fun here. We have fun when we play these games. It sounds like we like we're complaining a lot about the um, the mental hurdles we had to jump, but I had fun playing up to this point. Yeah, we like we're we're reviewing and critiquing the game from our experience, but overall, it's like if we were having fun or content, we have nothing to say. Like it's like it was good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. All right. So after we basically uh, transmute stones for a little bit, uh, we get to the next section, which is grave robbering. Robbering. Where I have a a whole bunch and, of clues <laughs> that I need to tell you about, and Nave spent I don't know how long just bashing in the walls. Didn't know you were supposed to. You were just trapped, Nave. When all you needed was a pickaxe. Just use the pickaxe. Philip had a pickaxe in his inventory this whole time, and I'm like, Philip was like, dude, I just need you to find some graves, and I'm like, just I see the graves. graves. They're on the other side of the wall. I don't know how to get over there. And Philip, and there's a well that I can drop a bucket, and I've already dropped the bucket because I was like, I dropped yeah. the bucket. I was like, oh, okay, cool, pass whatever. Objects back and forth. Yeah, that's what it's for is to pass the pass the pickaxe to me. And Philip saw the bucket. Eventually, was like, wait a minute. And then he put the pickaxe in the bucket. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I need to fucking get through these walls. Yeah, see, we wasted like probably at least ten minutes on this point of me just carrying a pickaxe around reading all these clues going nave the glass maker's favorite bird is a peacock and he's like i can't get out of this room <laughs> and i'm like nave you're gonna have to do something all i know is that he's buried next to his father and his name is triple x bounty hunter <laughs> and he's like that doesn't help and then you do get out there and i'm like all right nave i need you to dig up five keys for me and if you dig up the wrong one you get cursed by ghost and die and this was weird because I ended up just brute forcing this as well. There were many, there were many clues that was like, you know, it's like the the, the clockworker likes the peacock, whatever. And so there are a bunch of graves, and one had a peacock on it. And I was like, oh, okay, simple enough. And then there was another one where it's like, okay, the mom is Gertrude, and I, I I'm right next to Gertrude. I'm like Gertrude, boom, and I immediately bust it open. And then Philip's reading the clue. I already got the key. And then he's oh, like, man. oh, okay. And so we go on and. It's like something about a hawk. I'm like, dude, I don't think I can distinguish a hawk from any other bird. Oh, no, First one I hit is the hawk. It's like, uh, like, okay, we need uh, Jeremy. And you're like, there's like 20 Jeremys. And I'm like, okay, but his favorite bird 
he has a favorite bird also. And you're like, there's so many birds. And I'm like, his dad's name was Falco. So it's probably a Falcon. You're like, I don't know what a Falcon looks like. And then you instantly <laughs> grabbed it. And I'm like, that's all you do, Nave. How hard can it be? But then we got to the triple X name where Philip was like, okay, he's in the same row as Bochus or whatever the guy's yep. name is. And so I'm like, Philip, there's like, there's like 12 tombstones in that row and none of them have x's on it and he's like all right well is there an x anywhere nearby and i'm like yes all, like five rows away and he's like okay well hit that one and i'm like it's wrong i'm cursed <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm cursed with seven years bad luck and i i eventually just brute forced that one and then there was another one that was pretty simple as well it doesn't really matter but we said we had to send the keys which this is annoying because you can only send one key at a time and i hoarded them and yeah. so I just had to keep sending, roll the thing back up, put the thing in the bucket and drop it again. And then I machinated grab. So then I grab the key, but then instantly throw it back in right as you bring it back up. So you rip up the end of the key there and it's like, <laughs> and it's in the back down. <laughs> and then with all of these keys, I don't know what Philip saw. He saw some, a bunch of, like you saw maps, right? Okay, yeah, this is where I saw, like, oh, God, this was the part of the never-ending map <laughs> treasure adventure. I opened up the room, and I'm like, Nave, I have a huge treasure map with a big X on it. It's right there. All you have to do is go hit this X, and it'll probably get you down to me. And I, like, guide you there using our knowledge of Southwest and Weast, and I get you over there. You, you instantly <laughs> find it, and you're like, okay, I got a chest with a piece of paper inside it. I'm like, oh, God, why? And it's, like, a very simple puzzle. This is probably the simplest puzzle in the game. Yeah. It's like... Hey, we got uh, some kanjis, but basically toenails, like every toenail is worth one like point. One and every circle or donut is worth 10 and go to number 23. And I'm like, okay, so I have a whole line of catacombs labeled with toenails and donuts <laughs> and I find it. And I'm like, okay, there's 23 easy. I crack it open. I'm like, okay, Nave, uh, I got another map. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm like, all right, go to this point. And then you're like, oh, okay. You go over and you instantly find it. I'm like, perfect. I'm like, so oh, then, I got a gear. And so I go down and there's a door that this whole time we've been able to access this door, but there are two gears on each side that they're missing. are missing. And so I put the gear in and I'm like, awesome. And I, I don't think I know that your gear is missing too. I yeah, think my we gear just, room. God. So we needed two gears. I didn't know that at the time. So I go, I've walked up and down the staircase like 12 times, by the way, because I never know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I go down there, I put the gear in, I'm like, finally, I'm done with this room. And then it's just making a loud, annoying noise of this door opening Riding, over and over yeah. again for a second and then closing again. And I'm like, well, I guess I need to go back up. And I turn around and the door's closed. And I'm like, okay, Philip, I'm trapped in this room. <laughs> and Philip was like, I don't know what to do. I check my inventory and I have, oh, like, oh good, another piece of paper with another oh, number on God. it. And I'm like, another piece of paper. God, you're killing me with these pieces of paper. Because it's like every time we, because so these puzzles get so complex. And every time we think we have an easy one, we're like, oh, it's just toenails and donuts. <laughs> then you're like, I got another one. And I'm like, another one. It's not <laughs> even hard. It's just, I feel like it's wasting my time. You know, like go to 31. And I'm like, okay. I go to 31, but as I click on it, I accidentally click on the hitbox to the door next to it. And I bash open and get cursed. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> So I'm like, I open up 31, I have a cog, I bring it back, and we finally meet up and we can go get the last lens. Which is in a pirate ship, right? 
Or was uh, it yeah, a different the, one? There was, uh, we pick it up there, and then we walk it into the next room where we ride a boat of the damned back to, <laughs> back to the uh, chapel, which I'm like, oh, it's the Ocarina of Time. Uh, you know how the, they have the random boat in the graveyard? Yeah, like, what the fuck's going on with that? There's two boats, so isn't there? So many of these achievements. So many of the achievements in this game are linked to other co-op titles. Because it, it oh, what? It Takes Two. Yeah, did you not see the achievement list? Oh, I remember the It Takes Two one. Uh, there was a way out one as well for beating yeah. the first chapter. When you get out of the prison, it's like, uh, we we found a way out or something like that. And then on the next part, I think it was like, it, it took two of us or something. Like, uh, there was quite a few of them that were like, there I was one about a list, but I don't see one. The you, uh, While you're doing that, the what was interesting about the boat, I remember we when we went into this area, we got on a ski lift. And there was a dead body there. We had to push over. And Philip was like, All right, you get the dead body spot. I'm like, okay, fine. But uh, we rode the ski lift for like, dude, what was it? Five minutes dude, straight? the ski lift was so long. That was the one that went to Rockberry. And so it's like, there's no way they're going to make us ride the ski lift back. And they didn't. They made, they let us ride the Oh, fucking... all the achievements are witty little uh, references to other games. Like there was a way out of here for escaping the prison. Uh, this takes two to escape from the toy box. Uh, escape royale which was to escape from the keep after you do the um the platforming puzzles all uh, right yeah guess whomst that's the one you get for doing the guess who puzzle of finding the uh the, re- the resistance a lot of these achievements also have um a sister achievement where so one person is actively doing something usually and then the other person's helping the other person do something so there's an achievement for helping and then an achievement for actively doing the thing and that kind of incentivizes you to play the game multiple times which is a lot more to ask than the first game because the first game is like an hour and a half tops and this game is like 10 hours long if you're winging it like we were we didn't have guides we were playing this game before the game was released i mean i guess we did have guides i guess the game was out on pc wasn't it yeah so we could have looked up a guide plus there is a hint function in the game oh we were like solving the puzzle but we never used it we were obstinately against it even like dave we can always use the hint <laughs> and you're like i will never <laughs> anyway, i will die in but this I will, prison i will troll you <laughs> multiple times all right, so this leads right into the final level. We end up powering up the uh, the sparring laser, and just as we're about to, I think, use it or something, this is where the king attacks and basically sucks us down to a, a top of a bell tower or something. I don't remember. Basically, you go into an oblivion gate, and everything gets red yeah. and lightning-y. It is, it is literally an oblivion gate. And this this is the final level puzzle, and this one was actually kind of like a victory lap, I feel, because it was it was simple. It was yeah, very it simple. Sur- it weren't too bad. Yeah, all you had to do was just turn on all these switches around there. The hardest one was the one where Nave almost fell when he got hit by lightning because we didn't see the little walkway that walked around there. Yeah, it was like obfuscated by a bunch of scaffolding and stuff. Oh, and this is where more fuckery happened where uh, there was one part where basically it gives you a list of shapes and we each have four switches and we have to flip them in that list order. And <laughs> meanwhile, like, I don't have my game audio turned up that much, but it does make a loud noise when you flip your switch and we have to alternate flipping switches. We can't flip them at the same time and we got to flip them in order. So if I go ahead of Nave, then it'll fail. If he goes ahead of me, it'll fail. Or if he goes too slow or whatever, you know. And I'm like, Nave, just tell me when you flip your switch. And he's like, no, just listen for the sound. And I'm like, Nave, just tell me when you flip the switch. I'll tell you when I flip my switches. I don't say anything. He doesn't say anything. We solve the puzzle anyways. <laughs> God, uh, so stupid. So stupid. Yeah. 
It's like we're only hurting ourselves when we do stuff like this. You know? But like, it's like uh, while, while you're flipping the switches, you're like he he he, and then I'm like flipping my switches, not saying anything. Like he he he, and then we finished it anyway. Like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fuck this up, and then but you do it too fast, and then before I can fuck it up, and I'm like, oh, or, oh well, uh, we're done, I guess. Yeah. All right, this is where uh, we complete the puzzle. We power up the laser, and it shows an outside location like we get to see oh, the wait. sky before but. so you have to there are two levers to pull to power up the thing and then two levers on each of the portals i didn't see the lever on the power up the thing thing so we went down there and i'm like all right oh, i got the one on the left and philip was like okay i got the one on the right and then we're sitting there for like a minute straight and philip was like <laughs> could you pull your late your thing and i'm looking to the right i'm like where are you and then <laughs> you walk around the corner and you're like what are you doing <laughs> like why are you on that it's not that time yet God. So we power up the laser, we open up the door, and it opens up a portal back to Earth. And we're like, oh, finally, we can escape. But then the jester jumps down. And we're like, oh, no, the fool is here. And he starts um, reciting poetry to the king, basically saying that, uh, you know, what's going to happen if I take your soul contract? Yeah, he says it's a riddle, but it's just a poem. Yeah, he's like, I'll riddle you this there, king. What if I shot you in the head, sucker? You know, I'm like, that's not really a riddle. As I get shot in the head, that type of situation. But, <laughs> <laughs> but at one point, he literally says, I forgot what, what the quote was, but he literally says, we were, just remember we were here. And I'm like, he's yes. like, he did it. Yeah, he did the Shawshank Redemption thing. Yeah. Which that was fun. Uh, he goes through the portal. We go through the portal too, and this is where a very sad moment happens. No, we don't go through the portal. Well, we don't. The portal uh, explodes. Oh yeah, I guess. And no, we fly know. through the air in slow motion while sad music plays. You don't remember? Oh, yeah. No, not really. And that's I, when I, we fall into the water. So I guess it just destroys the realm, and we escape. And we fall in some Arctic water, and we swim around for a little bit, like little lost fishies. Until it forces you to swim over to this like little door, and then we have a Titanic moment of us both trying to fit on the door. Yeah, which was silly because it kept letting us take turns climbing on the door, and so it was like uh, <laughs> whoever got to the door first climbed up on it was just standing on it, okay, and then the other person would be like, "Help me, brother," and like hold their hand up, and then you would push a button. Brother. To help them. Yeah, you'd help them, and then you would fall off the door because the door is only big enough to hold one of you. And then we did that like three times, basically trying to bide our time out because we hear a foghorn repeatedly from a, like a cruiser nearby. And we're like, we can get picked up. You know, we just need to we need to bide our time because whoever's in the water, basically sticking their hand out, going brother, is slowly getting encrusted with ice, and of course they're gonna freeze to death eventually. But I think there was a limit on how many flips you could do because eventually it flipped. And my character was not able to swim back up to the surface and he sunk and died. Yeah, he just died immediately. And then the credits played over Philip's dead corpse in the water. <laughs> yeah, and then a ship came by and picked you up. Everything I didn't get to see the end. I didn't get to see the end cutscene because hey. I was pissing. Man. But credits rolled. We sat through the whole credits for the record. Yeah, a whole bunch of playtesters and stuff with silly names. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we looked at all the different people that made it. Not a crazy amount of people worked on this game, as it turns out. Indies be Indian. So the question is, of course, is like, are these like, are these the same explorers from the previous games? I don't know. I don't think I it matters. Doubt it, because they because the explorer that we found dead looked just like us. Yeah, I know they all look the same. Like James, like, are you guys always Eskimos? And I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold there. Yeah. So before we start moving on to more meat points, I got a couple reviews. Do you want to read some of them? These are Steam reviews sure. that I handpicked. 
Sure. I'll take this first one. Uh, this is from Ash River, who was a recommend with 35 hours on record. He really liked this game. And he says, 10 out of 10 reminded me of how absolutely brainless my friend is. <laughs> God. Yeah, it'd be like that. You do need a little bit of critical thinking and, and communication skills in this game. This, yeah. I couldn't imagine doing this with somebody who was like 15. You know what I mean? I would, I would probably do something Which, dramatic. Speaking of Noctis in Final Fantasy 15, you want to read his? This is the middle one. Noct oh, Noctis. Yeah, I see it. Okay, so this is a not recommend after seven hours. It says, I am not very smart, so after six hours of playing, I am still stuck on the first part. I have been playing with my friend, but since middle school, since we're middle school dropouts, we can't figure out these puzzles. I would not recommend for anyone with a low IQ. Yeah, this is what we're talking <laughs> about. Like, man, you need some cognitive skills to solve this. Either I don't know, like logic, some skills based in logic reasoning, some based in just kind of perception and creative thinking, maybe. Just make sure your D and D sheet is like ready, properly allocated. Yeah. Like you, you can't have any dump stats in wisdom, perception, or anything like that. <laughs> All right. Then the final one I've managed to grab is from Griffith. And it is a recommend with 14 hours on record. And he says, Patrick, the lid. The lid. <laughs> you want to explain that joke, Philip? No, I mean, everyone knows the SpongeBob experience or the SpongeBob episode where. He's just trying to teach Patrick how to work at the Krusty Krab. But there's a lot of that where I'm like, Nate, just tell me tell me what you need. Tell me what you need me to do. Or I'm telling you, <laughs> Nate, all you need to do is this. And meanwhile, you're like, I don't have that. I only have this. And I'm like, Nate, just use the seashell. The seashell, Nate. And you're like, I only have the dick with the cross on it. I only... <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care about that, Nate. That's on the last puzzle. That doesn't matter now. And you're like, no, it's the same puzzle. <laughs> it's the same everything is the same nothing changed on my side yeah, my side's the same yours is the only thing that changed and i'm like God. i'm drowning <laughs> <laughs> fucking silly all right do you have any more meat points uh no all right the music plays so didn't you say something about you getting scammed a while back or something remind me what context i can't even remember what I, what we've talked about in this show right now no well i mean i think we were playing the game and you're like hey man they were telling you about the time i got scammed by that one thing and i was like what are you talking about no and you're like oh just remind me later and i'll tell you about it and this is me reminding you i i did get scammed whenever i changed my address that was I, whenever it, yeah. I don't I, I don't know if this is a funny story because it just makes me angry thinking about it <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to relive this on the podcast, but so I, whenever I moved over here, I got scammed whenever I just, I, so I'm like, I don't know how to change my address. So I just Google, how do you change your address? And oh, then no. I clicked on the first thing and it was like, this is how you do it. And so I went through and, and, you know, filled out the form and everything. And then it was like, that'll be $80. And I was like, makes sense to me. Okay. And then just paid him $80. And then it it's, it's apparently like $3 to do that or something very, very cheap. And I just got, maliciously just destroyed by a scammer somewhere in india probably i think we were talking about it because i was getting i still get random mail from the people that like in base housing people change out every like three years you know so i'm constantly getting stream of random people's mail that's not mine 
and yeah. including one of the oddest ones was I got a very religious Amazon delivery for, <laughs> oh, I forgot what the book was. Oh, hold on. Let me see if I got it. Everybody poops. He laughed as he walked away. So everyone knows on record, I got a laugh out of him. I don't know what we did with it. It was like extended deep cuts of the, like, it was like the Bible stories that didn't make it into the traditional Bible. It was one of those things where it's oh, like the deep cuts. Yeah. It was like a deep cut. Like, Oh, I think it was like the tales of Enoch or something like that. Oh, dude, there's a fucking video game all about Enoch. Does he do a lot? Is this, is this like a, a real what is mythology game? thing? Like what are we, well, deep we getting El like, Shaddai, El Shaddai ascension of the Metatron. Has oh, like, he, is this yeah. like a Scientology thing or something? No, it's this really cool fucking game. It's like just a action adventure game that is like cell shaded and has this really awesome uh art style. Wow, this game looks fucking awesome still. I'm looking at screenshots now. That's so weird though, because it, there's a lot of religious imagery and like iconography in Persona and Enoch and Metatron and obviously Satan and Lucifer. I wasn't joking about that. I do have Satan and Lucifer in my party. And well, you got, like they based on like the heart the high arcane, right? The card deck. Yeah, but I think there's even more stuff like that because there is like Egyptian god god stuff. It's it's like there's a whole lot of stuff going on in Persona. Mm, it's I really, really weird. And I'm it. pretty sure there's this there's an ice spell that's a direct reference to Final Fantasy. Like called uh Diamond. Well, Zaga. I think I think it's a direct it's directly referencing Final Fantasy VIII. Unless that is also no a reference to something else that I'm not sure about. But Shiva, whenever you su- in Final Fantasy VIII, when you summon Shiva, it says Diamond Dust. And then there's a, the highest level spell of ice in Persona 5 Royal is Diamond Dust. I don't know. For a single, for a single target. Not for of course, a single target, yeah. Yeah, it's something different. But what are we yeah, talking but, about? Uh, uh, just random stuff I get in the mail and you getting scammed about changing your address. And we're back. I'm using the I'm using okay. Google Images as my white light because I don't have I still don't have the streamer ring light or whatever for my computer, so I'm shrouded in darkness. But um, I it's it's the Google Images for that Nishi Joe, my normal life, and it reminded me, it just reminded me of more of these scenes that I've seen in the show. Like there's a scene where the the girls are eating lunch in the classroom, right? And she's like, dude, <laughs> this just reminds me of me like perfectly, where she's like. Uh, don't you save the, the best parts of the food for last? I, I always save the meat for last because it's the best. And I always want to end my lunch going, mm, that was good. You know what I mean? And I do that. Like I eat a cheeseburger. I eat around the ring and then eat the middle part last because that's the best part with the all the all the toppings and stuff. Yeah, but you, you know also I mean? take, don't you, did you say you an open face cheeseburger where you take one of the bread off? I too do take bread. one of the breads off. It is almost too much bread. Unless you get a triple cheeseburger, then it's probably just enough bread. But then that's a lot of calories. But I burn a lot of calories. I'm walking all day. But anyways, so she's eating the food and then she's like, all right, I'm, it's my final bite. The biggest part of the sausage. She's like, ah, and then it slips out of her chopsticks <laughs> and flies across the room. And she's like, no. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> she goes to so no it's like falling down and she goes to catch it in the chopsticks and it slips out it like shoots down fast faster and she's like quickly and re- her hand and the whole time it's in slow motion like ah, like dragon ball z and she she grabs it with her hand and but she slaps it on accident and it's flying across the classroom and then she's like 
Oh, she's like, no. But then her friend is there, and the camera switched around. Her friend is there with a baseball glove about to catch it. And then she's like, thank God. But then a, 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 a kid with a mohawk walks across the room, and he goes, ooh, a penny. And he reaches down to get the penny, and it goes into his mohawk. And they're like, no. But then it blasts through the mohawk. And then she catches it like a the, the, of the baseball mitt girl catches it like a badass. But she catches it and then ends up flinging it like <laughs> because she caught it too fast. And it's flying, and it hits the lockers. And she's like, no, one, two, three. And she's like counting and she and it hits the ground and she catches it. And it's like, that thing is out. And she's like, no, dude, three second rule. And then three she eats rule. it. <laughs> and that's just a scene. Well, yeah, that's so stupid. If it's a three, if they use the three second rule, she could have just let it hit the ground and walk. <laughs> <laughs> and then picked it up. There's like a robot that has a giant spin thing you know like a twi- a toy with the yeah cr- the key at the back yeah. yeah and she's like that robot is like bringing food and it hits its pinky she hits her pinky toe on the door and she's like vibrating and shutting down <laughs> and she's like why am i programmed with pain and then the girl the the girl who programmed her runs up and she's like oh no that's not good and she does this thing and her her pinky toe shoots off like a rocket <laughs> And she's like, I guess my peaky toe comes off. I don't know what the fuck this is. This show is so stupid. And we're back. We were here. A game about exploring cold ice caves and uh, churches and playing the piano and building sparring lasers and defeating an evil king with your friend. I'll take these first final words, Nate. Did we defeat the evil king? Uh, we blew up his realm. Or at least I we think the jester did that. Yeah, whatever. We helped. Uh, this is going to be a very soft, I would say not recommend for me. This game Ooh. was brutal on the puzzles. I'm glad I played it, and I'm glad we got it for free. That's very nice. But also, this taxed me so hard to play. Maybe not a one in like, we beat it in, I think, two to three sittings of 10 hours. That is a lot of puzzle solving. I can only <laughs> take so much puzzle. Like, this game was like too easy back in the first one for the one hour. And again, in this, it was such a monstrous amount of puzzle solvings. Maybe it's just how tired we were or something, but we struggled so often. I don't think I can really recommend this to a general audience. Anybody that remotely likes solving puzzles, though, likes your um, trap rooms, what are they called? Escape rooms? Escape rooms. Yeah, like anybody likes the trap house escape rooms or whatever, you're, you're probably going to like this, especially if you have a friend that's into it. But you have to be able to communicate. If, you, if you're not playing with someone that you can communicate with, you're going to have a bad time. If you're not some, playing with somebody that you can joke around about, I don't know, intelligence or something like that, you're going to have a bad time as well. Because me and you are constantly at, like rah, 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 getting after each other. Yeah. <laughs> like we talked about at the beginning of the show, like how much you wanted to like kill each other. You know, we have to like, we have a lot of fun battling it out. We're very competitive with each other, but we've never, it's never gone extreme where we're actually like mad at each other. But there were so many points where I'm like, Nave, I need you to be this, but I need you to use your brain so we can finish this. And you're like, I'm going to go make my coffee. And I'm like, <laughs> why Nave? Why? He's like, I'll think better once I have my coffee. And I'm like, Oh man, if there's ever been like a Winnie the Pooh in human clothes of very little brains, it's you. And it's like, <laughs> Or like, is there's like a way that we could hurt each other? Like, like if there's a electric like shock collar that yeah, like, like, get just, back in here. Like, all you can do is angrily hit the transmit button, which turns a red light on the other player's screen. And so I'm just like, 
uh, angry red light. <laughs> but this is going to be a soft not recommend. Most people probably won't enjoy this game. But the people that do play this game and actually like puzzles, this is exactly what you're looking for. This might be the best puzzle game I've ever played. Like, that's probably multiplayer for, for sure. For certain. Like, any co-op, like, this is the... I keep thinking back to Portal. Like, Portal is almost a different breed of puzzle game because it involves more platforming and 3D navigation. This is kinetic. A, yeah, this is a hardcore logic puzzle game. This is, like, closer to Scorn, closer to Myst, which I never even played Myst, but I know it's one of those hardcore puzzle games. But these older-style adventure games where you have to physically experiment with objects multiple times before you even understand the system of what you need to accomplish to solve the puzzle. I recommend it for that gamer that is into that type of stuff. This is a niche pick. So if you're that type of person, this is the exact game you want. It's less than $20. Go out and buy it, buy it for a friend and you will have a fun <clears throat> 10 hours on your hand. Maybe less if you're smarter than us, but if you're just yeah. the guy that's playing call of duty and FIFA, then you're going to hate this game. Sounds like a challenge to be accepted. Are you going to give someone a prize that they write in and say they beat this game in five hours and they have a they have proof? Uh, no. Oh yeah, you can cheat. You can just use a walkthrough. Never mind. Yeah. What about you, Nate? Final words. I'm going to soft recommend this game. I'll be the yang to the yin. I I do enjoy puzzles and I do tr enjoy trying to get through things with other people. Like it, like I love. We obviously both love uh playing multiplayer games with our friends and i like being able to experience this type of game with somebody that also enjoys like solving logic puzzles that being said you can't just sit anyone down in front of this and enjoy it you're going to have to find the person that wants to play something through with this uh philip do you know if this game has the trial thing it might one thing uh but to go back to your other point though that was the problem is like we could have done this review without finishing the game and i thought if this game was gonna be harder we're gonna do it but then my backlog brain you know was deep frying itself because i'm like i'm <laughs> never ever going to find another person that will ever play this game with me like nave was the one person that can play this with me no one else is ever going to want to play this that you know that i know yeah, i don't well. really i don't i don't really have too many people who want to do something like this either um, I think an escape room is probably easier to convince someone than a video game because whenever you sit down and play a video game, you kind of already have like this uh, pre-conception uh, pre of, you know, kinetic, fun, goofiness, you know, the hi-fi rush, the Halo, the Gears of War, yeah. you know what I mean? The Spectacle. Call of Duty. That's, the, that's what you got with... Well, that was weird. I'm looking at the tweet. Anyways, yeah, that's what you that's what you get whenever you when you have a controller in your hands. Um, whenever you get way slowed down, you're in first gear the whole time in a whole in a ten hour experience. It's kind of interesting if you are a eclectic gamer, if you're someone who's like always like reaching out for experiences like that. So I I do recommend something like this if you can find a friend who wants to play with you. Other than that. You conv it, I don't know if it's worth convincing somebody to buy this game. If the game is you purchase it and then just other person buys it, gets the de free demo, and then you each can do it, then hell yeah, this is totally worth it. But um, I'm not sure if two people buying this game, that's totally worth it. Because even with... What is it? Even with uh, the game just releasing, I don't think I could find another person to play with. This is something that you definitely want to play with with somebody that you know. Yeah, like with the, in the random as as, even if you buy a copy of this game for someone i don't think you can force somebody to play this 
because we had a lot of investment. Like every time we do a game for review, we both give the game many benefits of the doubt. We try to get around jank. We try to fully embrace the experience of the game. We were head first diving into this game full. We will solve every puzzle we encounter, but just a pickup and play. I don't know if the average person is going to be down for that or consumer. And uh, so I'm looking at the tweet with the with the poll and everything, and it updated just right in the middle of my sentence. It, it's like we got two votes. Do you want to see the final? This right before we uh, close out what the final sure. is. Sure. What one? It is still a three way tie. Oh my god. <laughs> well, it's still a tie, but now it is a three way tie. It was a it was originally abandoned Metro and Space Station. Now it's abandoned Metro, Blizzard Castle, and Space Station. But Hot Island got two more votes. Woo, Hot Island. And Blizzard Castle got one more vote. All right. All right. Uh, any more for your final words? Uh, nope. It's a good puzzle game. You Like Philip said, this is probably the best, besides Portal, this is probably the best multiplayer puzzle game that you can play. And I think that Portal beats it just because Portal is hilarious. And yeah. I, I hold comedy so high. This one has... A, hmm. The theming is so good on this. This, place is, this one is rich in theme. Many of the puzzles are. The the uh, the dice, like the twenty sided di- being on the inside of the twenty sided dice. Oh, that was the price of admission right there. That could have been I'm, one game. I'm just saying, yeah, that w- it was worth just seeing that one puzzle. Like I was blown away. I was like, I'm I'm loving this part. Like this is yeah. incredible. Especially only knowing the first game. Like I think that I was so invested in this fourth game because I was I was so. I I I in, I know the first game so intimately, so being able to directly see like how far how far this company has gone, I think that was also something that drove me to get to the end of this. Makes me wonder what the other games are like. But I was looking at screenshots from them; they look very advanced compared to the first game. The sequels look much better because this is similar to how when you play Danganronpa one and then get to Danganronpa three, like that is like the jump in quality as far mm-hmm. as you know the animation and the ideas and all of that. All right, I can't believe we've talked about this game for so long, but we need to move this along. Nate, yeah, that is weird. What are we playing next week? Possibly Resident Evil Five if we can figure something out. I don't. We don't. I don't know. If Philip has it. Like we have a couple of games that we we need. We're far behind. We need maybe a, a buffer game in the middle somewhere. Yeah, we want to play some fun like uh, DJ Max Respect. Just yeah, like DJ Max. Taco No Tatsujin, a good rhythm party game. And then uh, have something in the back burner. We're supposed to be playing Divinity too, but yeah. we have lost all sense we of lost time. Lost that thread a long time ago. I all miss right. it. Well, with that, thanks for joining us this week, co-op partners. And remember that we were here together forever. Or one's drowning in a lake. Boy.